for all my people out there that got a job. fewer of them consider themselves to be woke and so you know when when what we spoke about traditional you? Could, could, would you mind defining woke because it's come up a couple times and i just want to make sure we're on the same page so i mean woke is sort of the idea that um <laughs> i this is going to be one of those moments that goes viral i mean woke is something that's very hard to define and we've spent an entire chapter defining it it is sort of the understanding that we need to re totally reimagine and re re redo society in order to create hierarchies of oppression. Um, sorry, I it's it's hard to explain in a fifteen second soundbite. Yeah, look at Americans. <laughs> now I tell her to take her time. Okay, welcome back to another episode of Breed the Black Sheep. I'm your host, Breed the Black Sheep. The back. Black Bachelorette self-proclaimed because I don't want these niggas. These niggas want me. And we are joined by a special guest. Her name is Black Girl Can't Cook. Hi, hi, hi. Thank you so much, Brie, for having me. Say your name. My name is Brianna Pollen. We have the same uh, name, y'all. Brie. Brie on the episode. Brie to Brie. Um, and that was a clip from... Bethany Mandel, which is a Jewish woman who is like conservative, quote unquote, Republican. And she was speaking to Brianna Joy Gray. And it was just I wanted to, to highlight that clip and, and show it. I know you hadn't seen it, Brie. And what were your thoughts when you heard it? What? The part when she's like, I know this is going to go viral. But one, <laughs> wait, the journalism. Shout out to what's her name? Bri Brianna. Brianna. So, she had, you have an H in your name. She had an H in her name too. Anyways, go ahead. Go but ahead. And we both go by Brie and it's Brianna. Um, hi, Brianna's love, but maybe no love. Um, <laughs> but the journalism was excellent. And then seeing that clip, Brie, I was like, this woman is woke. Well, this clip is going to go viral. And wait, I can't explain it. This sound, ask, answer the question. Like the conservative alt-right has been saying woke as a way. It's so weaponizing. It's weaponized and it's overplayed. And like, you don't even know what you're saying. And it was just proven. You're trying to keep us from from being quote unquote woke or saying like demonizing it. And you don't even know what it is. She what did she say? The hierarchy. Of, we have to keep this the hierarchy, hierarchy of, of oppression. oppression. You lucky just told on yourself. Sis. <laughs> Sis. And she was caught y'all white as a ghost. And so it's like. She's like, it's hard to explain a 15 second clip. Brown is like, oh, take your time. Take your time. Wait. This is not a 15 second clip. This is a whole show. And sis, you think it's going to go viral because you don't know what you're, you're talking, talking about. <laughs> so I chose that to, to come out, come out on because y'all be loud and wrong. Y'all, y'all be loud and wrong. And I say time and time again, if white women would be on the right side of history, history, we could liberate everyone. Like if you were to really stand against the patriarch and white supremacy, you could help us liberate the rest of of the oppressed people. What is wrong? What are you doing? You're still oppressed. You're still oppressed. And I feel like white women, you're part of our sisterhood. It's woman and we need you. And some of you walk the walk, mm. talk the talk, but a majority of you don't. This and energetically mm -hmm. that shows it, sh it shows in white feminism. And it shifts the culture. It changed the culture while you steal and pander our culture and our blackness. And I'm just sorry. It's really just about helping each other out. Like if we're bringing it back to love and equality, especially some Gloria Steinman white shit, 
It's about equality. So just like have a helping hand, but you guys can't even do that because you can't help yourself. So until we get to ground one, it's going to take some time, I think, Brie. And that's a good example. Wokes, they're trying to turn woke on us. What is happening? not knowing what the, what the fuck are you talking about? It is. She's like, it's kind of hard to define. No, it's not. No, it's not waking up and being aware of the, the shit that's going on. Like white supremacy, all of the systems set in place to keep us mm-hmm. oppressed. You as well, bitch. And she's Jewish. So it's like, <gasps> I feel like Jewish people want to other themselves from being white. But you see, look at that shit. You they right do. Into white supremacy. They do. And as a New Yorker for nine years, as just someone who loves my Jewish brother and sisters, y'all, we're really one of us, especially our black Jewish sisters, our Tiffany. There's so that spectrum, Jewish people, we see we, we see you, we love you, but you're, you're other. You're, understand that you're still white, though. Walking around, the fact that you have the privilege to say some shit like that, you're still white passing in this world and can be a part of helping us tear down white supremacy. You still benefit from it. And see, Brie, thank you for bringing that up because I didn't even see that point. I, her saying, and she does say, I'm. she brings that up as... Whatever. What? So what's that for? Is that a cover? Is that a, but not me. So it's like, you want to, mm, yeah, it's very interesting. But I was still weaponizing t- being woke, girl. Wake up. Anyways, how have you been, Brie? Well, first of all, first of all, I wanted to talk about how we met. Like, oh I'm so God! excited to have you here. And this is how I start my podcast. When I do my show, I'm like, wait, to the guest, how do we meet? Because it's such, it's like a good icebreaker. I just love the audience to like get the feel for like, how, like who is this bitch? Right? Yeah. No. And so this is, I'm just so happy to be here. Brie, how do well, let you talk? First of all, your podcast, I mean, your um, Instagram name. Is Black-, Black Girl Can't Cook. I love that because why I c- can cook, I just am learning how to cook because I have kids. Can do, can braid, couldn't, can't really dance, ain't got no booty. Black girls who are missing out on all these things that you're supposed to have when you're a black girl. So I was like, Black Girl Can't love. I loved every little thing about you. I feel like we were one of those like online friends and it's like turned into real friends. You, She also has a podcast, you guys. Um, I'm trying to think of what really started us communicating did you listen to my podcast i did probably commented on something you commented on a post that i did a reel i'm like back from hiding out of you know the six months post breakup Mm. and you commented on a post you said oh like this resonates with me and my name's i said my name in the reel yeah and that was was such a good reel but before like listeners i've been following brie i think just she's such a light your point of view is so it's you it's different but like i learn a lot and I love that you look like me. Like that's so powerful to um okay, yeah, represent yeah, represent represent representation, represent to see ourselves on the screen on magazines, but listeners, to have like friends, to like meet like minded women, okay, yeah, on the inter- on the internet, but then for it to translate in real life, it's rare. It's mm-hmm. rare in this age, especially so with rare. friendships, with evilness pettiness jealousy so like for it to really translate in real life i feel so grateful you commented on a post i've been following you in your podcast it's amazing i love the nuts um, <laughs> love Ooh, the nuts okay. and um then you and brie invited me to this biggie night it was biggie's tribute shout out big his yes. passing his anniversary and i feel like listeners like in your gut when you're going through depression anxiety and that invitation, that offer, a friend does say, hey, and like the first self-critic, the first other voices, no, don't. But if you really take the courage to say, well, actually, no. And I do kind of like this person. 
why not? And I said, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll go out with you. Let's do it. We go, we went out. We had the best time, y'all. So we just went out this past, like, oh, last Friday. Was it Friday? It's already been a week. Our anniversary. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. No, but really. No, really. Seriously. <laughs> That's why. In the invitation for this week, I was like, bet. Right. Bet. Literally. Um, so we went out, y'all. Like, I remember you saying at one point, we got so drunk and we're happy. It was one of those nights where everything was so good. It was so much fun. And, like, there's a point where, like, you start drinking. You're like, okay, I'm starting to feel it. We didn't have that. We literally was, like, happy, take a drink, take a shot. And then nigga after nigga was buying drinks. But we just we just kept going. Going. (laughs) Going. And there was a bowling alley. That's right. And you know when it just flows, too, because it's not and you don't need the check in of like if it's just a good, smooth night. And wait, 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 breathe. There was a hiccup. Listeners, we were in Williamsburg and like I love Brie. Do you like Williamsburg? What are your thoughts? I that I haven't really been. Like, oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, so I'm gonna take you when oh, it's where spring. we started. Yeah, oh, shit, I forgot about that, but we still made but it work. Yeah, okay, tell it. Go ahead. I remember. So we made it work, and like listeners, Williamsburg gentrification, it mm. is white. We were and the it only just- black people. There was a black man there with a non black, and was he not looking staring? In our body. Deflect though, because who are you with? with? It was, oh my God. Oh, and he was, he was staring. I can't believe you just said that. Yes, I saw that shit. So, anyways, everyone up in that place was white. The microaggression seemed. So we we ordered to, I ordered what, two shots we did of tequila? Four, four, we did four. Four, four, four shots sh- of tequila and it's mezcal. It's not and fucking and tequila. Ordered, and he did it, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I could taste it and I turned to you and I'm like, that wasn't tequila. And you're like, no, that was like, and we're both like smoky, like mezcal. We we concluded that we both knew we didn't get Done. tequila. So I'm like, easy. You tell the bartender, boom, they give you other shots. That's mm-hmm. what happens all the time. Easy. No, they gaslit the fuck out of us. First of all, the lady was like, did she end up get? she gave us something though. She gave us my slushy on the house. Oh, bitch. I didn't ask, thank you. But, no, but the thing was, and I... Ooh, Brie is a Leo. I'm a Scorpio. Yeah. So there's like really good energy, good. And I just love a woman who has just her throat chakra open. Like, speak up. Because it was closed for so long that I'm never going to be silent again, ever. It just comes out now. I'm like, nah, nigga, what's up? And that energetically, like, that empowers me, Brie. That helps. It's, oh, I love you. So in that moment, Brie was like, oh, we, we wanted to tell the guy because. It was the bartender man who played us. And the girl was Mm. nice, trying to kiss ass. Mm -hmm. Still weird, but like, no, sir. And then he, listeners, he circles back and Brie says, you gave us mezcal. Not even rude. I was just like, hey, like I'm trying to, like, that was mezcal. We didn't get tequila. Yeah. And he was, then he got defensive. That was tequila. Like, no, the fuck it was not. I was like, no, it wasn't. And then I saw her in the corner kind of pop her head because she gave us first, like, Listen, just it was not tequila. No, it wasn't. He went and got the bottle. What the fuck does that mean? What does that what mean? Does that what matter, does that mean? sir, sir? And you're not gonna play us. And it's just, listeners, we got the fuck out of there. It was we a did. Pl- it was a little pregame. It was a spot. I'm so that's crazy. You noticed that, but I did yes. notice him. But I no, I, I ignore him. You just ignore him. You ignore him, and it eats at their soul. And I was there like ten minutes before. I was waiting for you. I was listeners a little hot, a little sweaty, but I was like, Bree's gonna come. Another black woman. When Brie came, what Prince song was playing? Oh, um, fuck. I was so happy about that. Um, fuck. Don't, don't, no, don't. Oh, and I had shit. never heard it, guys. And we have like a lot of similarities. Oh, my, it is my favorite. My mom is going to kill me right now. Uh, 
I would die for you. Darling, if you want me to do. I was so happy. I was like, oh my God. I heard it when, I think I, oh no, you were texting me. And you were like, they're playing Prince. I was like, which song, which song? It better not be I Would Die For You. Lo and behold, you respond and you're like, I would die for you. And I'm like, oh, the the lift was like getting to straight. I was like, let me out. I'm running. And I catch myself. I'm so happy. So that's fine. That place was weird. We got up at it. It didn't ruin our night because we went outside and we were like chatting away. We noticed that we're like we were on the same fucking wavelength. We're happy. We're literally like conversation, conversation. We're so fucking excited to just be in each other's company. It was mm-hmm. we end up going to the to the biggie spot. Y'all, I was dressed so thuggish that night. Like, like it, we were like polar opposites. I could have been a couple. Brie was so girly, fucking fine and cute. I was dressed like a straight up nigga. And this is why I be like, niggas be gay. Because they are gay. <laughs> they are gay. Tell them, Brie, they are gay. The niggas were on me. Like, corner to the corner. I was getting numbers left and right. People were just stopping me. It was they were. They really yeah. were. But you like, Brie looked good in like the sweater, the yeah. jeans, the she- the jays. I had a big type sweater on. It was dope. It, it was a look and it was so fun to see just the men, they were looking, then they would approach. They then would. it was a grab. Listeners, then it was the drinks. I was like, okay, that was the drink. Okay, <laughs> drink. okay I'm like, I'm gay, but I'm gonna take a drink. I'm always we'll take a drink. drink. We'll do. And it's right, true. It's like, I don't know if they, they, they are gay, but it's so yeah. interesting. I love the balance of feminine, fe- femininity and masculinity. Oh and God. so, like men, even like the men that like watch the tranny porn and stuff, they... I love that. Men I wanna, If I'm ever gonna be with a man, he better be in touch with his feminine side. Like, Yo, so it was hilarious because I got so many numbers. I don't remember what anyone looked like. I was like, whatever. Talking to different dudes. The security guard the security came guard, over. He bought us margarita. We were waiting for the bowling alley. He's like, Brie, what do you want? To the bar, margaritas. No, listeners. It was a, it was and, a good and left the, That's what I like. They gave us drinks and left us alone. <gasps> and then on to the next nigga. Like, they, they weren't crowding us. Wasn't, like, trying to be weird. Legit, respectful. You want to drink or say you want my number. And then left us the fuck alone. That part. Okay. That part. And maybe because we were out. We were dancing. It was we're good dancing. night, Brie. We were dancing. And it was, like, in your on our own world. But still... I feel like when you're not, when you're happy, when you're in tune, it's just, you're still approachable. Cause yeah. Brie, that has not happened to me where they leave you alone. That part, mm-hmm. that part, like, and then being out with like my other girlfriends, it's like the following, the leeching. That yes. I hate it. Hate it. And yeah. especially when it's like, well, I bought you a drink. Now this you owe trans- me some. This is transactional. Mm-hmm. Now I owe you this, this nigga, buy me a drink, suck my dick, leave me alone. Like, I mean, unless... Like, it has to be organic. Organic. To- and you have to... F- they felt that it was like, okay, drink's over. We're going to go dance. And they... It kind of like, oh, there's like two girls in the... Maybe they thought we were a couple. Yeah, <laughs> we looked hot. We looked so hot. We- That's why when I saw that video, I didn't even know you took a video. I was like, look at us. I'm glad we got something from that night. It was so... That was a good ass night. For that to be our first night, I'm like, this is how you know you're going to be friends with someone. Like, you can feel it. You can feel it. Yo, you can okay, feel so it. my messy ass the next morning, like all the... I'm telling you, at least six numbers text me and I didn't know the numbers but one dude wrote back and i saw we had had like a conversation earlier at night so i was like okay maybe this is one of the cute ones so <laughs> Bree's like oh i hope you got that one dude's number he was so fine he was into you i'm like he oh. walked, he, listeners he came back on the floor for Bree too so i and that and i feel good i was drunk but you know listeners when you're like you can't be a cock block and then once i knew like the energy was towards Bree, i was like 
just dancing in the corner. I'm like, let her work because the niggas were approaching you and he came back. So he circled back. So that's why I was like, Bree, what happened? So, so the next morning I, I chose this one number to respond to. And I'm like, look, I'm gonna be honest. Like he was like, how did your night go? So I assumed it was him. Cause you said he was nice. And I'm like, Hey, I made it in. Thanks for checking. Honestly, I'm gonna be real. I don't remember who you are. Can you send a picture? Because so many dudes asked for my number last night. Say it, Leo. <laughs> say it. So let me be mad. But it's a fact, though. No, it's sir. This is my okay. truth. Speak my truth. So send send a picture because I don't remember. Um, and so I, I put this online because I'm like, after I sent it, I felt messy, and I'm like, y'all, like I took a poll. I'm like, y'all think <laughs> y'all think he's gonna respond? All these people were like, I think like ten people were like, girl, no, nah, you wild. And then like twenty people were like, you got the juice. They're gonna respond. And then thirty people were like. Bitch, I'm just here for the mess. That was the third. <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> and so one of my homeboys, shout out to you, uh, Nino Sean P. He was like, he better not fucking respond. Because if he responds to that shit, he is sick ass nigga. And so yeah. I was and I said, he better fucking do it. Cause I'm fine and he better fucking do it. Yo, maybe what's like that, what's a simp ass nigga? Simp. Like he's simp. simple. This like oh. if, if he telling if she if he is men have ego problems. So he's basically yeah. saying if another man saw that you were getting all that attention and decided like Oh, I'm gonna still respond with my picture. Who are you? How dare you? So he was like, even my cousin was like, Brie. And I'm like, what? what? Do you want me or no? It's a competition. Is you fighting or not? Or not. Okay. And, and tell us what happened, Brie. <laughs> he responded with two motherfucking pictures. So I know that. <laughs> <laughs> and he was not the nigga I thought he, that he was gonna be. He was cute. He was all right. But he was not the dude that I wanted to be. So I didn't respond. As you should. Okay. You got the evidence. And wait, he responded. Okay. He so I was like, was I really wrong? No. <laughs> and you have the juice. Yo. And he wrote his Instagram. I was like, <gasps> okay. <laughs> okay. At least it wasn't a Snapchat. Snapchat would have been, but. Yo. Then I didn't respond. And he wrote like an hour later and was like, I guess I wasn't the guy, but here's a smiling picture. I was like. <laughs> wait, 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 tell him about the green screen. <laughs> <laughs> She's missing out. I apart. don't want to be like shading this dude. I'm not trying to bring him down, but he did send one of his pictures in front of a green screen, and that shit was so motherfucking funny. I screamed from like the be the belly, the, pit. the belly, yeah, like the belly, <laughs> the pit, the. It looked like an audition for Flavor of Love, and like I was saying, I would love to be on a reality show one day. Like the bachelor, I would love to be the black bachelorette. Like, like go I say, on, yes, and then eliminate every single nigga, and then at the end tell them I'm gay and I don't want any of them. I would love to do it. None of them. None of them. Fuck up all the producers too. Them. All the casting. Oh my god. Like, uh, yeah. Let's look, because these niggas be these niggas do it to the women on the. Isn't that like the premise of the bachelor? That bachelor? is the premise. They pick them and then they change their mind. Oh, it's actually the. Uh, this is the thing, Brie. They get to the honeymoon suite, listeners, and at the honeymoon suite. You have to fuck. So once they fuck four <gasps> different women, you have to. You don't fuck? have to, but you're overnight. You're in Thailand. You're in Hawaii, and three different. You do. This is the first time you're. This so you is have to really fuck. So then, hello, women are chemical brain. So then the guy basically will change his mind. You've had four different pussies. Of course you might. Girl, it's a and I grew up, listeners, Arizona. We had bachelorette parties in New York. We had them on the Upper East Side. The Bachelor Cult franchise. I love you. I see you, but it's sickening. And you're right, Brie. Men get away. It's we need. Well, that's what. Did you ever see Rachel Lindsay's season? The first. So I didn't. I knew her from her podcast. I didn't know she was. <gasps> I said this. I loved her before I even knew. I was like, she was a bachelorette, 
and her and her dude, like he is smitten with her. We'll have to we'll have to have like a rewatch and watch her season her season is because she almost picked a white man and the audience was Didn't so she mad because she white picked, man? well he's like peter what, my, miami uh, a little reekin a little a little oh, tan a little okay. he, he's not she was That's supposed to was confused okay go ahead go listeners ahead. that know she was supposed to pick the white prince night horse ever like the whole and she didn't. She picked Brian, the ethnic Miami business owner, and she's she has her fairy tale. Like she totally. Oh but no, Bree, you know the next Bachelorette. But this is what they do. This is what they do, and it's the honeymoon suite. The honeymoon suite, and then you have to like pick who you're gonna marry after you fucked like five. T- oh my, that's like traumatic. Hello. Knowing about power and abuse, I mean power and control, that feels very traumatic. And don't get on to the black man that was the black bachelorette. He chose the girl that was in the South. I the heard cake. him talking a clip and he was ignorant as fuck. What was that just? Yes, like, match okay, it. No. Yes, with his white mama. Yes, yes. He Oh, he was a, a biracial. <laughs> yes. Okay, no wonder. But white none, mamas will they'll do it to you. They they really but no, the thing that's really dark, and you I'll send you the clip, they had Matt James have his black father on and like shame him for the emotional abuse of his whiteness. It the show's sick and it's really deep. But to have that, and this was like you guys, the height of 2020 George Floyd. It was really ear. And then who is his mother? The white savior, the what and then who does he pick as his what? The girl from the South who goes to Antebellum no. KKK party. I swear, I swear. Girl, so, so this is the last thing we're gonna say, and then we're gonna keep it moving. Are the men obviously trash? Like you can see, that? yes. Okay, yes. Okay. It's too much for me. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, so how has your week been going since then? What's good? What's Three. up? It's been a really, really good week. I feel like post full moon, post there was a full moon in Virgo last week. Listeners, I love Ugh, astrology. I, I love Virgo. Virgo. Y'all know damn. how I feel on this show. Anyways, I know it's an Earth sign. It it grounds you. It literally physically grounds you and like makes you get your worth ethic together. The full moon was trash mm. this week, though. Brie, energy wise, what is happening? I feel good. No, I feel good. I I, I feel, feel good. Electric. Electric. I, I feel I feel happy and content and like floaty, like levity. Floaty. But when I concentrate on like the world, like if I'm if I am to go on the shade room, go on the news, I am kind of like, what is I'm like, what is happening? But if I stay connected to myself, to God, to New York, to love, it was a good week. It was a really good week. And then it's just those little things if you hear a boss or someone, the bank or shoot it. But other than that, I'm like, my life and it was a good I had a good week this is why I love you because like you said like we are the same like I see myself in you and like we are like we look alike we literally yes Mm -hmm. Um, because when I'm talking to my mom I'm like my life would be good if there was no social media if I was not actually my day to day the small convenience that like the the dude at that um, giving us the wrong shots that's nothing Mm -hmm. like my day to day I am happy I feel good even with the stress even with the kids and like doing it all I like my ecosystem it is online in the reminder of the state of the world that puts me at that that's why you're like um, Instagram is such a like I don't know such a positive thing in my day because I'm like this is how I be fucking feeling to see another black woman exist like this and it's not fake this is you're putting your raw emotions clip by clip like I love it I know that's how I feel like and wait isn't that how we live life isn't as black women in America in like 2023 and yeah more of that like us just living and being liberated liberated and like i mean i so get the strong black woman and all these tropes and things that i've identified badges and things that i've put on myself that others have put on but like ultimately 
I'm, we're just living our life in joy and peace. And you just have to be authentically yourself. And that takes time because you're right. I, I gave up the news and it's kind of like, Brie, I found my anxiety when I go in the comment section. You are so right. My life would be so much better. I'm like, Lord, by the time I'm 32, let me quit all of it. Let an assistant yeah. run it because it's it, it really plays a toll. And, and it's a reminder of how horrific people are, how they feel about me as a black woman, how they feel about like the world and how they don't give a fuck but it's also on the shade room this is such a small scope if we were it's it's clickbait it's like we have to remind ourselves this is not the majority because when i'm going around the majority of people i run into are not treating me like that but it's such a like it sucks us in and i know it and i still fucking fall for it i Mm-hmm. Well, that's what you environmental and how how have you liked living in New York? Environmentally, my environment when I can get outside, be in nature, just be in New York. You're right. My everyday life is something totally different. And like, thank goodness we live in a city with decent laws and gun rules and stuff as okay as they mm-hmm. can be because it's like we're not out here stressed about. Yeah, like we live in a bubble in a sense. Me too. We do. I'm aware of that, but also the environment is like where you live and what you put into it. And it's, it's, you get what you give. And that's why everyday life, Brie, it was a really good week and I'm yes. grateful and I'm blessed. I'm here with you. How was, Ooh. how was your week? I had a really good week too. Like it was like, it just went like from Friday to, to today. I felt like good. Even the small inconveniences are like big inconveniences. I feel, I just feel really good. I feel electric. I feel alive. I feel like I have these dreams, these goals. I went to therapy and she's like, put that shit down on paper. Like, we like I you have yes like, yes and to pay yes yes I think I you know I've talked to you about some things that I'm planning wanting to do I think this is a reminder to I know that we want to get up in the world we want to build things don't pull up don't see like these people with these millions of followers and try to pull up pull across pull to your community find like-minded women build on that because when we come together I feel more confident I feel like the things that I think of can really happen um so I feel good so I have decided you guys that we're gonna do like another big nut episode a big nut bust and we're gonna talk about current events pop culture real life things everything things that you need to be informed about Brie is so informative you're the reason that I went to go online and apply for fucking um housing again without putting that I was black thank you You were so I forgot to talk to you about that like your friends getting accepted by changing their race people don't understand how deep racism is the fact that we put black on any type of like um government assistant because it's so expensive there's no way white people are the majority on government assistance and this is why this is why because you can be black and have fucking eight kids and be homeless and they don't care you can be white with one kid once you put that check mark of white and I am I don't want to say lucky enough, but I am, I have a white name, like a name where you, no one would know. And I could put like whatever race. Of course. It's fucked up to say that, but like whatever we can use in this world to get ahead. Absolutely. Do that shit. Use it. Use it. And tell your listeners, please. And what my friend who just got accepted, she's born and raised in the Bronx. Her, the Breeze, her name is Bree too. It's like, shout out to you, Bree. Shout out Bree. And thank you for, also, Thank you for not being a gatekeeper because I feel like in this day and age as black women, we need each other and we need our resources. Me so too. you have a great therapist. Girl, I want to get that info after. Yes. Like, we need oh, these resources her. and like energetically and like universe. I'm just so happy. Like no one's gatekeeping. Like we're helping each other out. Listeners, if you are doing a public affordable housing in the state of New York City and you are black, do not put your race. Multiple people have gotten in after years of applying simply because they put their a, dim- a different race let's not get into it or no race so 
do with that information with you will, but the system's rigged, as we know, capitalist, white supremacist. Um, and it hurts me, Brie, because it's like, it's New York City. We need th- mm-hmm. we need this. Um, and all the gentrifiers are coming here and taking shit, and that's what's fucked up, the people who have been here. Um, and don't be afraid to, like, quote-unquote lie, because what they gonna do? See you and be like, you're not white, bitch, how you know? My how do you white. know? How do you- that's discrimination if you're like, oh, we were gonna give it to white. What you gonna do? What you gonna say? Please What's up? catch them in there and then get your 20 million lawsuit, fam. But hello, check the box. Don't it, it's crazy, Brie. Mm. It's and I'm so happy. Yes. Go in that change the application and like let it happen because we deserve to be free and have a piece of the pie. We okay. are Americans. We built we built this shit. The most of it. We did. OK, let's start these nut buzz. Um, let's get it going. These nuts. My first note, we're going to just come off the bat talking about it because it happened. We're going to talk about the Oscars. Did you watch? <gasps> I did not watch. But Angela, uh, did Angela you watch? Bassett and the, the fucking um, Oscars did the fucking thing. They did the same white supremacist thing that they always do. Um, Hello, Jada. Oscars so white. Hello. I e- feel. Go, go. Even Jamie Lee. Which we appreciate. We love oldie OG. What, what, wait, but- wait, wait. Before we talk about it, if you don't know, the Oscars happened and, you know, er- Angela Bassett killed it. She was nominated and she was um, for a Best Supporting Role and Black Panther, right? She was up against Jamie Lee Curtis for um, not... Everyone keeps thinking that it's the Halloween movie. She was actually up for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Also, running against Stephanie Hsu, who was the villain of the fucking show? Well, Jamie Lee Curtis was the quote villain trying to kill them, but Stephanie Shu was the daughter. The main, like, you know, Michelle uh, Yo or Michelle was the the mom, the main character. The supporting role, if it wasn't gonna be Angela Bassett, it should have been Stephanie Shu, the person who was she was the movie. She did like a million. Okay. So if you don't know, this was the moment where we all knew Angela Bassett was going to take this fucking Oscar. They even had Angela Bassett did the thing. Um, at uh, the BAFTA. Yeah, I know. Ariana DeBoe up there presenting the award. So it was one of those moments where it's like, it's a full circle. You know, this is going to go to Angela Bassett. Why the fuck would they have Ariana DeBoe, DeBoe presenting if you were not going to? They played in our girl's face. They did that shit on purpose. On purpose. You knew she was. They did that shit on purpose. Mm-hmm. And. She's up there with Samuel Jackson. Samuel Jackson looked at the the like he literally looked down, saw it, and was like, mm, perched his lips, like they got me fucked up for this. Call Jamie Lee Curtis' name, and this is my thing: if you were not going to give it to Angela Bassett, who deserved it? This woman, she deserved it. Let, let me. I'm gonna put a pin in that real quick. There is no way that Jamie Lee Curtis should have won over Stephanie Shu. If you have seen this movie, this it irks me because this movie is so important to me. Like when I watched it, I cried. I had to stop halfway through because it was so triggering as a parent, as a mom, constantly wanting or dreaming of other lives and thinking that you should have these different versions instead of looking into your children, into what you have mm-hmm. and making it. But this movie was so deep to me. So the seeing Michelle and Stephanie Shu play alongside each other. There is no way Jamie Lee Curtis should have won. If she would have been any other race, there would have been no way she would have won over Stephanie Shue. And no possible way she could have even been in the same category as Angela Bassett, who always does the thing. So the fact that they played in her fucking face and all of the people to say, but I love Jamie Lee Curtis and it's not against Jamie Lee Curtis because Jamie Lee Curtis is Hollywood royalty and iconic. 
So is motherfucking Angela Bassett. Are we living in two different worlds? Because the only way you can can act like Jamie Lee Curtis is Hollywood stardom is is because she's white. Have y'all seen or is that just y'all black Hollywood? Come on, dude. Angela Bassett is everything to us. Look how she looks, Brie. Look at how the black old Hollywood glam, the purple, the hair, the children, the husband, Courtney. B- B- and Brie, I had not even, they played her. That's why, too, I didn't, why am face. I watching the fucking, uh, they played I don't watch her. that shit. They played her. And it's heartbreaking because as black women, as time and time again, we rise, we take it on the chin, especially yep. in those type mm-hmm. of establishments where we, we work so hard not to get in, but like you, you have achievement. So of course you're going to get the highest accolades recognition. So for her just to take it. And I now want to watch that film. It makes no sense. It's awful. And you've never seen it. I haven't seen it. I have not seen it. It's so good. It is so good, but there's no way Jamie Lee Curtis should have been nominated for anything. If anything, Stephanie Hsu and the dad should have been nominated for, for, but I think it was supporting actress maybe. Um, But that's my thing. Like, they they're saying like you saying when black women taking on the chin when we lose and all she did was she did a little smile she didn't clap but the fact that they tore apart her response they're still trying to force black women to have like to be be above it oh yeah. a clap for the other woman fuck you because white feminism never never goes for us if this had been a moment where a white woman deserved it so much you gave it to a black woman who did a third of how good that this ripped. they would have went especially if it was we don't get to be mundane we don't Jamie Lee Curtis in this role was very mundane. mundane it was very like it's not that she didn't do a good job it was just like her role was like whatever it was just her being like all crazy and out of the box everyone else in this in this movie killed it um, I want to see it. I want to see it. And that's funny. My a white girlfriend was like, you have to see it. It's the deepest thing. And I was kind of like, so you don't know. But now you saying it. And Michelle, Oud, you don't know. And yeah. Jamie Lee, the system's rigged. We know this. We saw it to the this. Golden Globes. It's all of them voting for each other. It's white elitist Hollywood. And yeah, because they showed the people, the voters. They all- did show that. And they always show the president. And then you look and you say, you literally turn your head. You're like, oh, no shit. Why what? is this not America's vote? Why is it? You, who are y'all? Whose opinion are y'all that y'all know better? Who are y'all? And they do it. They make like, you know, our Academy members are like young black actors, Michael B. Jordans, these people. But it's like that the majority is 60 old and white and you are still voting in and still trying to control all. It's crazy. It's like every industry in this country. Because even when you don't think that you're being racist, the fact that, like we said, everyone was like, but Jamie Lee Curtis is iconic. The fact that you can speak these words and not think Angela Bassett is in the same thing, that has everything to do with your internalized racism. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm telling you right now, Angela Bassett means more to anybody than Jamie Lee Curtis. And if you don't think that's because you're white, I don't give a fuck. Like, Jamie Lee Curtis has been a lot of things, but how passionate and powerful has those movies been, bitch? Freaky Friday, Halloween. Angela Bassett's movies have been so deep when she speaks her mannerism, her mouth, her movements. Like you believe, I believe she is everybody in every movie. I like, do. And is that's the power of being um, like a watcher, a listener. You're going to be transformed. Angela, we don't know shit about her personal life, her this, this, that. Nothing. I am transformed. The Tina Turners, the waiting to exhale, mm. even the simple. She, mm. and you're right, Brie, it's internalized racism because, and I can say it, my, my white girlfriends would be like, but Freaky Friday. Bitch, when we were 12, when we were 12, you're not, that's you not seeing who the fuck Angela Bassett is. So 
disappointing. I don't watch the Oscars. It's disgusting. I don't watch any award ceremony. I'm telling you right now because I took this note. It's actually what your brother was saying earlier. It's actually so crazy, like, to think that these people, regular human beings, and no shade to black actors and actresses, like, we love y'all. These are just regular human beings getting awards for being able to act great. Like, which is cool, but there are fucking teachers, doctors. These are life-changing roles and, like, real fucking superheroes who are the backbones of our country being as great as it is. If we got rid of TV, we'd be all right. If we got rid of doctors and teachers, would we be okay, bitch? No, No, psychiatrists, mental health. Like, what? what My job, bitch. We don't get awards for this shit, and we are doing the real work to save the fucking world. No fucking shade to to Hollywood. But I'm saying, like, these award ceremonies mean nothing, especially when people are, we're literally fighting for our lives every day. And you just saying that, we're getting to a time where it's like, it means nothing. It means nothing. Like, the age of a celebrity, of a star, of a... Listeners, I highly recommend if you have idols, ask yourself, like, why is someone your idol? Why are you not your own idol? Why isn't your mother? There's no more idol. There's no more celebrity. It's the the death of the celebrity, of the cult, of the artist. And truly, it's against systems. It's like, why are we playing to get in these systems? Why are we, for what? To be stuck up in the same? So my heart is like now Angela Bassett. Like, how, do you, how does that feel as someone with a great career, the longevity, the, ooh, you know her check is like 20 million a fuck. You mm-hmm. know she's high up there. So it's like, I wonder how, as an as artist, how does she feel and how is she going to take that? And I mean, it's going to make her stronger. She's going to she's gonna get that what fucking sucks. Oscar. It's it, going to make her quote unquote stronger. It's trauma that we don't need to go through. It makes you doubt, it gaslights yourself into thinking that you're not. And, and I hate when everyone's like, well, why are we judging ourselves based on these white um, in, institutions? Like you, you have to because thinking about the most powerful plays and places to be in, it's gonna be white people because they stole everything, they have everything. So it's great to be like, oh, why do we even go to these things? Why do we blah blah? Because it's important. Like it's when you're an actor, an actress. This is what the things have always been to these. These determine whether you can get more money. I, I'm an ask. I'm an Oscar winning. Oscar nominated, Grammy not that means things. So yep. it's great to just say, oh, what does that mean? And why why do we care so much about white people's opinion? Caring about white people's opinion is survival sometimes. You have to care about a white person's opinion to be okay in this world. It'd be great to act like we didn't have to black women have to do it with certain hairstyles to get a fucking job. So what do you mean? Speak on why it. do we fucking care about Speak white people's opinion? It. We have to. We have to. We literally have to. There's no stepping outside in the everyday world without thinking about it. So and yeah, thank you for saying that too. It's like, she shouldn't have to, it's, I will say it. I feel bad that at her age and who knows how she feels, but it would, I would feel bad if she felt sad about it. Cause it's like, you have everything you need at her, not old age, but at her right, beautiful age, you don't have to fight We don't have to fight anymore. And she has all that she needs. She knows her staple. She is our auntie. She is our queen. What do you think about her look, Brie? Her look was... Oh, we're, let's let's get to looks. Let's get to looks. Great. Let, while we're on looks. She looked beautiful. That purple was so beautiful. I love seeing black women age. I love seeing the neck. I love seeing like the wrinkles. I love seeing how beautiful... Their art. Their art. They make me know aging means... Doesn't mean nothing. It, it, it's great. Like to look that age, to look like even to be 80 or 90 or Cecily Tyson, who was like 100, 
that's a blessing. We should not fear. And I sometimes I do it. Sometimes I'm in the mirror and I'm pulling back skin. And I'm like, I don't look the same. My baby face. We should be proud to get older. Oh look God. at Angela Bassett. Angela, if I could only do the thing. The okay? thing. <laughs> do the thing. She, oh my God. She looks fucking be. She looked, she is Hollywood royalty. The jewelry, the detail, the hair. The hair. It was it was it was it was just, it was everything. Ac- it was every color. Ugh, she should have been on that stage. Even when Jamie Lee Curtis, when they announced her name, she was like, "What? What? <laughs> <laughs> literally, literally, literally." You're like, "Get your old ass on stage yeah, and get your damn right award, now. bitch." Stop it right now, girl. Um, but since we're talking about outfits, how did you feel about Tim's, <laughs> Tim's outfit? Who's Tim? Tim, uh, the the uh, I will wait for you. The no, Tim, Tim seems okay. Oh, she, Tim, T E M. Oh, Tim's is that how we pronounce her? Tim's. Tim. <gasps> and her. Listen, she had that white outfit on that was blocking everyone behind her. Tell me why, too, Brie. I didn't know she was black. Oh no no! Not that she was black. I thought it was a man, but I love. I thought it was a man. That was the first song. Essence, essence. She did sound like a essence, right? Brie, but she's so known now. We love Tess. But did you see her blocking? I love it. It's part of a fashion. It's it's a moment. It's your first Oscar. I don't care about Bob, Joe, Peter behind. I don't give a fuck. I do not care. Take up space, bitch. Brie, the white, the whole. Did you? I loved it. Elegant. I loved it. Because a lot it. of people are like, well, now you know, we should know better. Or like, I don't give a fuck. Take up space. Now we know she was here. And we ain't gonna never forget that look. She looked like she was floating in a fucking cloud, bitch. That part, but the heavily. He- it was beautiful. And the her skin. Again, the jewelry. Oh, so beautiful. The hairstyle. I love when it, these award shows, the I detail. Love I love her. Okay, since we're switching over to Vanity Fair and the outfits, let's talk about Meg Thee Stallion. Like, did you see the pictures? <laughs> The hair, the, ha- the dress, the, hair. The, the, the flip, the arm, the, the oh texture. Oh my God, her you, skin, her, she is like a flawless fucking woman in natural. Every, she is like such a beautiful black woman. Like, oh my God. Brie, and to see our features just to, to be on display for all, even like her pout, her nose, her lips. For me, it was the hair. It was the body. It Meg is just for us. And mm. I was, were you, I was waiting. I was like, when is she going to come? I thought maybe her birthday, Aquarius mm. season. I think we all have been patiently awaiting, but understandably. Yes. Understandably. Definitely patiently waiting. Cause I was like, if she says fuck fame forever, but I just kind of knew she wouldn't. I felt like no one could keep that woman down. I felt like she was just such a like star and like power, like a diamond, a force. It, a force. There was no stop. I knew it. I knew it would be like a, a break, a hiatus. I felt it for her. Um, and, and if she didn't do whatever you need, um, but she popped out with that natural hair. And what people don't know is she has some really long, big, froed out, beautiful, beautiful, hair. natural, she, natural hair. Natural she may hair. had some, and I love that she came out with natural hair because we, we don't see that a lot. We don't see our texture. She may have had some um, hair under it, but that is her hair texture, baby. Ba- the root to the roots. She looked beautiful. The silhouette of the dress, the body. Mm. I I loved it. I loved it. It just was her. I could have used color, but no, it was her skin. No, it was, it was just, her. It was perfect. It was Brie. perfect. It was perfect. And the roots and the ring. Okay, Meg the Stallion had a. a a ring on on that ring finger. No, she did not. Yes, breathe. she. It was so big. No, it, it was, was so big. 
And and you know, there's a shine that we have when we're a strong, independent black. You know, the, I hate the, I hate to say the quote unquote strong, but you know, when you step into your independence yeah. and it's about you. But there's also a glow you have when you are happily in love. And, and I just feel like that ring. I feel like it's 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 a Megan party thing. What do you feel? Like? And wait, and to think like to have that retreat, that recovery with someone you love yeah. as a black woman mm. to retreat, to have not to be like to have someone, but like literally dead ass to have someone mm. to have a space support. and support, emotional support, emotional security. Um, I'm so happy she had that because so many black women, Brie, we know go through, I mean, let alone on a public fucking courthouse fame stage, but so many women go through these battles alone. I'm okay. Okay. Um, her daughters made wonderful cookies. Uh, I am taking one for the road. Okay. I'll um, keep that for you. But for sure, I, you're right, Brie, the certain glow that she has, it ha and I'm so happy that it's party because I think in the beginning of the trial, it was a lot. And then on black Twitter, it's a lot for any person to hear oh, their partners, him. Mm -hmm. any any past, mm -hmm. like any past private life. So I definitely just because and some know, of it was during some of it. Some of it oh, was happening when they first met and not saying I don't know who was in the wrong. I don't know what was going on, but I'm saying he had to go through that with her and some stuff be exposed when they knew each other. And it's like the beginning of a thing yes. where you're both. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So all that being said and done for her to have that comfort, that support, that love. Brie, we're gonna have to show me pictures. I did not see a ring, yes. but there is a glow, the glow, or and even her Instagram, her Instagram returned that glow each and every mm -hmm. single damn shot. She is happy. She is thriving. She is sweating. She's oh relaxing. She's resting. Our Meg is back, and like to me, Brie, that just really says like, wow. Like even after like dark friendships or battles or what the fuck ever, you can still return to yourself. Still, you, Meg the Stallion is the absolute. It's huge. <laughs> it's a I'm ring. Showing Brie the ring. <laughs> Listeners, it's there's huge. no other jewelry. No. There's no there's other jewelry. Else. Nope. That's oh what that god. means. Oh my god. She not look at that. She know what she doing. Oh. Yeah, girl, you better do your motherfucking thing. She's just so iconic, beautiful. No one can keep this woman is amazing. Um. Yeah, we 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 stand. Meg the She's for all us, the time. We love her. Cheers, Cheers Meg. Cheers, Cheers Meg. Cheers, Meg. <laughs> okay, Vanity Fair outfits. So, if people don't know, the theme was Hollywood barely there. Okay, Hollywood glam barely there. People are coming for Sierra's neck. Okay, the throat, the jugular, because they're saying as a married woman, she should not have been wearing hardly anything. And my thing is, of course, y'all only do this to black women because I have seen JLo barely wear anything. She got all these kids and she old and no shade, but she is of an age. Of an okay? age. She's in her 50s. Yes. So the fact that Sierra is young, beautiful, flourishing. Fuck them kids. Fuck that man. Fuck femininity or being a woman. Fuck all that Speak because I am a human being who I can wear whatever the fuck I want to wear. Why would I want, not want to show damn. this body off? After, especially after these kids. And I love that you mentioned because there is pretty like a desperation for the older gals to be TikToking, Gen mm -hmm. Zian, but they come for us. Sierra is young. She, look how good she looks. It's amazing. And Brie, thank you for pointing that out. I listen. I was not coming for Sierra's throat, but I didn't under. I didn't know that Vanity Fair. I didn't know that Vanity Fair had a theme. And at first, I was taken aback just because of what we're used to seeing Sierra in. And two, I thought it was the Oscars. If that was to the Oscars, 
I would have been like, Sierra, that's not appropriate. A little gas, a little clutch. No, not just, just, just like, Sierra, Sierra, it's a, a sophisticated. The time and place. Yeah. yeah, but oh no, bitch. It is the after party. It is the hottest ticket after party. And the theme is barely, bitch, go They off. only showed her, but if they showed, there was a clip I saw. Was Hunter. Course, they showed her against 10 other people who were there. And Janelle Monae, everyone wore barely anything. They just did Sierra because she's a black woman next to this black man. And everybody thinks the moment a black woman, quote unquote, shows her ass, she's emasculating her husband. Shut the fuck up. Who was standing right Shut next to her? That's He's what it was proud over. Of her. He's proud That's of her. That's what it was over. And so what? where do you think it comes to, especially when it's like a black woman and a black... He's... What, where do you think the... Di- why are we so disconnected? What's the Misogynoir. uproar? It's always like black men feeling like black women need to stay in their place. <gasps> at like be We sexualize black women. If you see a Kardashian or a white woman, do it and share, barely show any skin. Even a J-Lo, it's art. It's beauty. Look at their body. And, but when a black woman does it, look at how how thotty mm. and gross and hoe is she's being. Oh why she God. got these kids. Like, yeah. that's why I'm so very free, very sexual, very liberated. And I don't care because the people who would call me a hoe would call me that even if I wore a Regardless. If I, yes, you would say that about me regardless. regardless. So I'm going to barely wear anything. I hope to God when my kids grow up, they're like, what will the kids think? I hope to God when I grow up, my kids come to me and they're like, I found a fine ass nude of you online. I hope to God you did. I hope so. And you know, the angles look good, baby. And the lights look good. But more importantly, that's you, Brie. And you're comfortable and happy in your body. To me, the it's message with Sierra is like she's comfortable and happy in our body, and you literally hit the nail, Brie. It's a massage, massage noir. It's massage noir because to the girl from Euphoria, the white little girl, Hunter. girl from, and I did list her outfit, Brie, with just a feather. She just had her feather on her titties, but there was no, there was not no a single backlash, op- uproar, not a uproar, not of this, not of that. And um, we love a supportive husband. Go, Russell. Go, Sierra. Right there. Next to her. Right there. We love that's like little, making me a little turned on because it's like, look at my fine, <sighs> a- look at her and look at, uh, and then you, Sierra has like what a lot of us quote unquote would want the stable, happy family. So, what you mad men. at? What are you, especially the men? What are you, weak ass, punk ass nigga? What are y'all mad, mad at? at? Stay mad. Okay, what we got next on this roster? Okay, um, Angela Bassett did the thing. Mm. Let's, since we're on pop culture, let's talk about Juan Dixon. <laughs> Rhea, I know we've been waiting. I know we have been waiting. Juan Dixon, husband to Real Housewives of Potomac, Robin Dixon, was fired. Because I talked about this before. This man, and I'm so glad that this is publicized because he probably only got fired because this is some shit that they would absolutely cover up if it wasn't for him being famous. He got fired because a boy on his team was being raped, basically, sexually assaulted, forced to to engage sexual relations with another coach because the coach was manipulating him, blackmailing him into engaging into sex with him, a man. His coach. And he went to Juan Dixon about it. And Juan was like, he swept under the rug, made him still go to practice with this <gasps> man the next day. Like, suck it up. Oh. And for months, he's just gotten away with it. So this is like, 
a call to this has been a long time coming. He finally got fired for this shit because she is a housewife. She's already on the fire. And I know he low key mad at Robin, feeling like it's her fault. Yeah. Yes. You know their household is shambles. And look at this is how the just how the devil and God works. I you okay. know they're in their mansion right. and you know it is not pretty. And Bree, they I did not know those details, but in the reunion, she covers for him yeah. and that let it let it ha- let let the chips fall where they may. This is karma coming back around because it's like he already he 100% seems like someone who would do this and just be like, I don't give a fuck. He seems very unempathetic. He seems like an asshole. CD. Literally. And then it's like the fact that he was not even doing a good job. They said that like of all the six to nine years he's been there, their record is terrible. They've been losing. (laughs) Their record right now is 20 to nine. They have lost 20 games. They have been like, I feel like they was waiting to fire this nigga. Like, what? But so much of that gets swept under the rug. Men can do whatever. And it's like, you're in a position of power. You're a coach. And to have your like player come to you and tell you something so awful. Like, do you know the details? No, Bria, no. This coach was pretending to be a woman online so that he could, he was forcing the the student to send him pictures of himself oh naked my pretending to be a woman and then once the, the woman was like now i have these pictures of you i'm gonna report you if you don't have sex with your coach if you don't do all these sexual acts with your coach and then the coach came to him and was like she's blackmailing me too i could lose my family so the boy what? did he was oh freaked the fuck out he was like i can't lose my spot and a black boy you know that this means everything to them this is like their their literal like um mill ticket to life like the sports arts this is their way out they they he dangled this over his head and made him think she's blackmailing me too let's just do it and he did it and then when he found out this nigga was being weird as fuck and it was actually him behind it he went to Juan Dixon and Juan was like and Juan this is so disgusting and this is so dark and karma and you're so right Brie he was only a Thank God this fucking punk ass nigga and his dumb ass wife are famous because he would have gotten a slap on a wrist. Mm -hmm. It would have been nothing. And this story is so unfortunate. And I really it just makes me sick because we're preying on children. Yep, It's your own, especially as a coach, especially someone who's coming from the sports role. You know what a coach means to Mm -hmm. you. You know, it's a black boy. They don't have any father figures like and I'm not saying that. And like like as if there's no black dads around, but typically these men don't have positive, healthy male role models. Like, none of us. And just as a touchstone. So then to have that, this is really sick. And thank goodness he's fired. And everyone should be fired. And Robin. <sighs> thank God Juan Dixon is not here. Okay, <laughs> I'm so glad Juan Dixon is not here, as Robin would say. But what did you think, too? Because even on in The Housewives, when... Robin confronts him. They're away on the trip and she says, oh, they're saying you have a girlfriend. What did you think when he said, you better stop? Like, he gets mad. Would you? That threw me off. That is when she I She thought saw... that conversation was going to go so different. She did. <laughs> Even the ending because she was kind of like, Ooh, can't... and the cameras were so... <gasps> that told me everything because a part of me, Brie, and then as a viewer, I liked Juan Dixon in the sense like he was with the bullshit, but I never thought he was a cheater and a scum of the earth. Oh, but man, as the episode, man. I mean, as the seasons went on, you he was definitely that one moment where he was like, oh, I just don't even want to be with her. I wouldn't be with her if it wasn't for the kids and him going off that him hot showing mic, yeah. that that high hot mic moment that started the like downfall you started seeing his face that mask slip down yes because mm-hmm. i used yes. to like him i used to love he him was a and michael's little weird weird 
and Loki fuck with because Michael kind of was like he's never marrying that and I and I was like Michael knows what? when Michael, Michael would say that shit I was like <laughs> I loved it I was like Michael would stir the pot I was like Michael knows because men men that are like that they have a they have mm-hmm. a weird sick code. Because Juan was trying to pretend he didn't like that and was trying to get away from Michael. He low-key loved that loved shit. It. Loved he that loved shit. that shit. We loved that shit. Loved it. We loved it. Someone check on Robin. And listen, karma is just real. It's the realest thing. What you do in the dark is going to come to light. And we're just going to pray for that young child. That is sick. You're going to pray And fuck Juan. Because, Brie, I did not know the details. And for you to... For someone to come to you and then for fuck you, Juan Dixon. Dude, who knows what that that kid, what kind of trauma that is real, especially how men feel about their manhood and their masculinity. I can only imagine how that feels for him to be so manipulated to trust this this um coach and to yeah. have to do shit like that. To ugh. Yeah. Fuck him. Fuck him. Okay. My next nut is let's go on over to Black China. Black China. Like, can you, you go ahead? You want to lead this? And so, I mean, I have a podcast is on body image. It's on eating disorder recovery. What's the name of your podcast? Black Girl Can't Cook. Okay. On self-acceptance, on body image healing, on eating disorder recovery, overall on self-love and just talking to like-minded women. You know, how did you learn to love yourself? This is no joke. It takes time. Look at the day and age we live in now, but how we grew up, Brie, like everything we're just consuming and what we're just believing so a lot of women we're suffering we're fucked up we don't like ourselves it's hard how could i like myself the world when, don't like women when, when the world doesn't like women and they want us all to fucking look like dumbass kylie jenner it's a lot it's hard so who wants to look like us who, come on now come on <laughs> so this thing with black china and she posted she's documenting her removal of her face fillers um her breast implants like all of this stuff and I find it, oh my God. And then I saw her mother, Tokyo Tony. We'll get into that after, listeners. But long story short, China is, you know, she's taking out all of her cosmetic surgeries, fillers, lip injections, breast things. And a lot of it she was saying is for health reasons, this and that. But ultimately, because she wants to get back to herself and she wants to look like herself and feel like herself. And I personally am so inspired, so motivated just to see this because... Women are really sick right now and we don't accept ourselves. So it's the Botox, it's the filler. And it's the, my whole thing too is never to tear a woman down, but like, I want to investigate it. Like, why don't you like yourself enough Mm -hmm. to just accept yourself? Why do a lot of my friends want to do Botox? Like, why? I wanted to talk about this because on one of my episodes, and I cringe about it a little bit, but I still understand my reasoning. I did an earlier episode because at the time I had this girls group in Texas and everyone was like, I felt very isolated and singled out because I was queer. I was different. And it was like 20 black women. And I was definitely the black sheep. And people definitely, I don't want to say picked on me, but they singled me out. They'd be like, this bitch is weird. She's gay. Blah, blah. I'm so sorry, Brie. It's, it's fine. Through, it, was, yeah. it was trauma. But I deal with this in girl groups all the time. And I hate being like, oh, well, it's me. But I deal with this mm-hmm. all of the time. Me being liberated pisses people off. The light shines. Yes. It hurts. It hurts. It hurts. It hurts them, shine. Especially if they're hiding in the dark. So, Every single we went on this like um, we had this like beautiful little dinner date. All these black women. We like set up these pallets. It was beautiful. I had half an acre of land in Texas and I had this huge backyard. We set up this stuff and we all went around and just like 
healed and talked. And every single woman at the table had a list of all the surgeries they would get. I was the only one who did not. They had the numbers. They were saving up every single woman. And I did a podcast episode, not talking down on them, but I was like, like, we have all this money invested in how our looks look, but like we need to try therapy. We need to try healing internally before making these decisions so young. And a couple of them heard it and felt like offended. And I I didn't, you know, say any names, but now looking back on it, I have a very like slighted look at it because a little bit of me was like, bitch, you, who are you to judge any woman for anything? Because the trauma we face as women, we are literally taught to hate ourselves, especially black women. Taught. We are taught, even yeah. as the most beautiful black woman, to hate everything about yourself. Like mm-hmm. I was telling Brie, your body is like my ideal body. And I hate saying that like quote unquote ideal because no one, there is no perfection. You of could course. get, I could show you the most perfect sculpted body and someone will still say that shit is ugly. So what yep. is perfection? It's like an unre- unrealistic expectation. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I felt a little bit like I was judging them or th- or feeling elitist, but I do still feel to this day, like I don't want to change nothing about me. There are things, there are little tweaks I want to do. Like my gums, I, like my gum is pink. And then I have like this mm-hmm. one spot that's purple and I want to like get that. But I'm like, mm-hmm. but then that's still me doing cosmetic. Like yeah. you still, so why can you judge someone who's doing something cosmetic? But it's like, realistically, it's so very unhealthy, but it is, the reality of womanhood it's it's everywhere it's and thank you for sharing that story like i and i'm not in an environment where women well that is our environment we live in new york and so i just my it's a fascination what makes you really not like yourself so much you want to change it because and i'm not judging i mean I don't think you're judging. I think that yeah, we're, we're actually questioning. I'm, I'm questioning it. And, and it's so important. And I think China, especially with her and like, huge. it's so huge because like the sickness, like women are black. Women are still dying over botched fucking BBLs mm-hmm. for what? Oh, but because SZA did put out an album and maybe she did get her body done and maybe there is profit. Okay. You can get your body done and like, you can get financial gains male gaze you can get things of course but i'm like what is what about you and like how is that going to help you and curious so then those women i love even speaking to the liberated women who love it who do do it because they are strippers and they make a living and they have their apartment and their life and that's great but i think it comes back to me and Brie, you have daughters too it's about you know my younger self who really hated my skin who hated my height who hated my legs who hated who was working through all of that hate self-hatred through covid like three years ago it's really about coming back to self-acceptance and i love your gums i love you and to anyone that wants to get work done i'm just like investigate that ask yourself why and you just don't need not that you don't need or want but i'm just so curious and really it's about i want black women to feel happy and whole as we are god made us perfect So I want to also be like, I want to talk about the other side of that, because while I can sometimes be like self-hatred, it can also be survival. Women getting like like um, the cream, the skin bleaching, 
there are black women who are so tormented. I was so tormented for my body my entire life, having no booty. Like when I was 19, if I had had the money, I would have had all of those surgeries. I would have had those surgeries like the Kardashians before I was old enough to know better because the torment I faced within my own family, the men in my family were not kind. My cousins, I've never had a man in my family be supportive of who I was. They would, they hated that I thought I was cute, bitch. You're ugly and dark. Why do you like yourself? Wait, Bri, no, I had a flat butt too my whole life. And, and then even the whites would say it flat but i'm like and i never got that correlation and you're it fucks it me. fucks with you so it's sometimes for women's survival the if i know that i can put this skin bleaching cream on and lighten my skin i'm not thinking about oh someone's gonna tell me self-love maybe i do like myself yeah. and maybe i just know being a little lighter will make me get a better job because it's the truth mm -hmm. i can get a better job and maybe if i have this ass i can get a man but then you have to ask yourself if I got that job, will I still deal with white supremacy even though I'm lighter? If I got that man, so he liked me because I got ass. That's why sometimes the beauty in liking however ugly I am, even if I'm cute to me, I'm ugly to somebody, especially the colorists and the niggas who don't like black women. Thank you, because that's a cock block to me never having to deal with you. Because if I had the perfect body and I had the lighter mm -hmm. skin, I would be in situations where you like me for those motherfucking for those reasons. reasons. So it takes you educating yourself and loving. Like, don't hate that you have a flat butt, hate like the expectations of, of your body. Don't mm -hmm. hate that like you're dark, hate colorism. Don't mm -hmm. hate that I'm a black woman, hate racism. Yep. If you wake up enough to hate the things and want to fight for those things, that will change the way you want to change yourself. Because why the fuck I want to be in those spaces anyway? And it took me coming around to that for me to be like, women, what, what, why are y'all doing this? And all these women got blah, blah. I had to finally be like, because well, they hate that's why. That's well, why. They, and they're also not quote unquote woke as. <laughs> <laughs> Um, as Bethany Mandel would say, as she demonized the word, um, wake up, bitch. Because if you up. wake up to that, you'll realize I don't want those things. I don't want a nigga who wants me because I got ass. I don't want to be in a space where I need to be lighter. And thank you. So I just love you and how you speak so openly. And I really learn a lot. I think, too, and I relate to you and I see you, too, in the self-hatred in my environment it's that it's that it's self-hatred i think deep down well deep down we know kim kardashian chloe all um, they hate they themselves. hate themselves they hate absolutely and china oh my gosh china is coming back to hers she's coming back to herself and there there's this viral clip i'm gonna send it to you of her like when she was like in 2008 just got discovered by drake nikki that video and she is so She's just, did you, did you her hear video. her talk about she's like I want to come back to I want to get back to myself but did you hear her sit down and talk to Joe Budden about you talking about Nicki Minaj uh-huh. Talk about why she got it. She said that Drake and um, I mean, Lil Wayne and all of them were going around talking about her body and was like, bitch, you need to get it done. And Joe Budden was like, but they didn't force you, right? They didn't, you know, he ain't shit. And she's like, Trump. no, but the bullying, like, he's like, but it wasn't bullying. It was just them joking with you. She's like, but I internalized that. Like that was, they were literally telling me I would be so cute if I had body. Like I was not as beautiful because i didn't look like what the, what they thought yeah. i should and so she still a pick me and still tried to evade them from any responsibility she tried to be like it was still me i should have just loved myself but it was them it was that exposure to men being like you're not a human being you're like a meat stick and your meat should be bigger so that we can want to devour it we should <laughs> want to we we your women are only round to be what we want to see our gaze yeah so you're not drake can be ugly but bitch you got to be fine Make it make sense, Brie. Oh, yeah. So I love. Wait, how do you? I I love it. Um, 
I love Black China. I think, I think we're, we're going to see this is a movement happening. I, and I think a lot of women being natural and authentic. And two, Brie, what they're not saying, it's a lot of health problems. Like these breasts, you get a, you get your breasts done, and then like eight five years later, it's leaking. Then you have an yeah. autoimmune disease. You have Lyme disease. Like listeners, what's in filler? What's in Botox? Mm -hmm. What are you? And even I'm so to like my to white girlfriends, in my what, body. What are you putting into I'm your? So it takes of that. one, and that's the thing too with like drugs and stuff too. But really, with bot, it takes one time, and you do not know how your body's gonna react, how it's gonna respond. There's like this famous '90s supermodel. Her face was fucked up for for decades. Like you, Janice. Not Janice, Eva, oh. Levensta, Le Eva. Oh, she that just cat like, lady? The cat lady. Yeah. She just settled her lawsuit too. And that's the thing people fucked. think because they're doctors that they, these are like cosmetic surgeons. They're not like, oh, this is the healthiest thing that we haven't had these things around long enough to know what it could do to your body. And beyond that, because people think physical is so important. And it is. They do. They do. Understand brain. that when you want 20 to 30 surgeries and want all these things, your mental is that fucked up. There's deeper mental issues that if you have to poke and prod to feel good, there's that matters because that should lead to depression. Lisa, like you want this perfection you will never obtain because the Kardashians are not perfect and they are not happy because you see a bitch can Damn. do the surgeries Chloe did and she still still I don't want to say can't keep a man, man but like yeah. that's what you that's what you're wanting it for and mm -hmm. it doesn't work it does not matter so I think it's important I think this is huge that Black China I'm glad she's open about it because like y'all are open about getting them done be open about the fact that like it really comes down to women not giving a fuck no more about what men think about the it it's so much deeper than just i'm taking this stuff out it's i'm getting older and i don't give a fuck about these things no more mm -hmm. like more power to you if you want it but please like brie said really get to like debunk from everything and really think about why why okay <laughs> we, we we're on a row i'm loving this um uh Let's see. We we can only do maybe like five more. I know we're gonna talk all night. We're, we we can talk all night. I have an event to go to, y'all. So <laughs> hold on. Okay, I'm loving the flow of this. So we're gonna keep this on a positive note. So I don't know if you saw this, but San Francisco is considering um, paying five million dollars per black person. This is how you know ain't that many black people. <laughs> is I know. That right? None. Because <laughs> if it was like a million of us, bitch, they wouldn't be doing this. Of course. They're considering paying $5 million per person for reparations to their black residents. Yo, this is actually like being talked about. This is going to happen, Brie. You think so? I absolutely think so. I think we also kind of like need to, we, black Americans need to reelect Joe Biden. Like this is going to happen. I really think it's, it's happening. It's happening. This is like going to happen. Even in California, our, our white boy Gavin, he's, they're California looks there's a lot of black people in California, mm -hmm. but in San Francisco, it's, it's not, doable. There's not it's not. But I feel like if this happens, that's going to get the ball but, rolling yes. and have momentum oh. slowly. Brie, like almost like in our lifetime. I, yes. Yes. And why not? Because it's owed. It's dude. And it's interesting because San Francisco has like a very high like homeless problem right now and like the white there people people are pissed because it's san francisco it's so expensive it's dude. so expensive and there's a lot of homeless and a lot of suffering but i think this is a blessing and like let's see it get through let's do this let's we do yes we deserve, we deserve this it. we deserve five it. million that sounds like a lot to people but like ah! we deserve more we need more and tax-free but this is again i feel like this is a start and like let's just see it get passed i think i love that and 
I don't know. We need to Google what's the demographic of black people in San, in San Francisco. Did you know they had that show Last Black Man in San Francisco? So we're all at. I heard it was amazing too. Okay, but bringing it back to our hometown, New York City has to pay $21,500 to every protester from the 2020 Black Lives Matter protest. You saw that? I saw that. And it's fucking deserved. They were beat. We were beat. They it's- were fucking beaten. Some were blinded. Like they were pepper sprayed the tear gas run over by car i i and remember it was a peaceful protest peaceful no type of and it usually mm-hmm. always is but like that just tells you like they thought like, they could get away with everything and twenty thousand ain't shit that's not, like my college loan it's not a lot of money no it's not, it's not to be fucking beaten and traumatized which i'm surprised that again this has gone i think maybe it went through because it's such a low amount i think mm. Because pro- it's like 200 people. But also, you're going there, and even as I did in New York City during the height of Black Lives Matter, you're going there free to peacefully protest. Mm-hmm. So to go there and to think that I'm leaving with a black eye, some trauma, something, mm-hmm. shit, I'd have to get my lawyer back in there to be like, reading a g- it's not enough. It's no, not it's enough, not. and it's disgusting. I agree with you. It's not enough. Mm-hmm. Like, they're giving people in San Fran five. That's the thing. People really think that, like, fluctuation or, like, all the all everything getting higher means that like rich people are running out of money. It's just greed. Rich people are getting richer. They are make COVID was like amazing for them. They um, bought all these buildings. Like it's not doing a motherfucking thing. They can afford to give every single person a two hundred million and not blink, not lose blink, sleep, nothing. not lose nothing. There's so much money that the government puts back into white supremacy. Mm-hmm. It's they're building a fucking cop central cop. Cop, whatever the fuck in Atlanta, they got the money, y'all. They, they got, got the, the money. money. And see, they'll put they'll pour in money to that, but not to our communities. So I'm honestly like, what? What's the next step? What are the next steps? And I think reparations is great. But also, that's not enough. Those no. poor, peaceful... It wasn't peaceful. It wasn't a peaceful <laughs> protest because they got their ass kicked. That's so true. Which is That's so, so fucking which true. is so sad. And I don't even mean to laugh like that. But I get it. I get it's, it. Um, it's really sad and troubling. Oh wow, a police thing in Atlanta. I did not hear about that. The cop city. No, we were just at the farm, and um, the guy who died, his name was Tur- or his name was Turtle in Spanish, and uh-huh. this this guy he was sitting peacefully in the tree, protesting it, saying that he wasn't going to move because they were trying to they were chopping down a forest to build Cop Central, which would be hor- horrific for the the um community. A whole forest just to put. All these acres of land for cops intro. That's people don't understand. Cops, that's a gang. You're building a gang and destroying the fucking environment, a forest that's a white needed. Supremacist gang and infiltra- Oh my god, Yo. that's crazy. And so yeah, they uh, shot his ass in the the tree and murdered him. He was Free, what? testing in the tree. That's what we just did a whole thing for at the farm. Oh my yes. God. So they got the fucking money, y'all, and they have the power. Okay, we got two more nuts, then I have to get ready. <laughs> so Sci- I just wanted to talk about this because it's like <laughs> male audacity blows my mind. Scientists have created um, a baby mice. They have created life using two cells from men, two male cells and created life. Why? why? Do you see this? Why? It literally says why? Why? <laughs> why? why? I- Do y'all see the niggas in this world? Why? <laughs> what? what? It is tw- what is why? why? And this is, do they not want, why? Why? I remember there was this scientist back in the day, it was like the 1800s, and he was 
the government was it was like the late 1800s it was going to 1900s so not that long ago and the government was purposely planting male trees into the um into black and specifically black but people of color the communities so that the trees wouldn't produce fruit they were putting trees because they were forced to put to continue to put trees up but they were putting male um stems so that there would be no fruit that, so that the people couldn't eat so that black people couldn't eat they oh. were they that, that's what i'm saying it's systematic racism Systemat- is so deep yeah and so a scientist was saying in the midst of y'all trying to be evil to black people, this is detrimental for our environment. If you continue to produce male uh, trees, they're more dense than the female trees. Oh and, the, and the female trees give more oxygen. And if you continue to do this, it's going to make people in the world dumber. Yeah. It's going to, no, dumber. It's going to kill the brain cells. And he was right. Over the course of 100 years, Americans got dumber. Literally, they're, they're, um, Connection to oxygen was lowering and we got dumber. I don't know about black people because we magic. Uh. But the rest of these niggas, the fact they were putting it in our communities and it over time, Americans got literal. We're losing brain yeah. cells because the government was planting trees with just male stems that in is it. crazy. Just so it wouldn't produce fruit because women produce and procreate. So to this, I say, nigga, why? You already see the things men do. Why would you want to? do stems with just two why would you not want to involve women what type of fucking aggressive rats are y'all trying to create mice (laughs) that you would want to put it's like you just want to let women know we don't need you when you fucking do you need no matter what we don't need they want to erase up and I'm just being realistic. We don't need men. They they created a, a way to where women can have babies without men. And two two stems of a woman is like power. It's like the we can make the chromosomes. We don't need male chromosomes. So the, y'all are just doing this shit to do it. And you know the light bulb I just had, Brie, and it's not, but it's really like we're finding our power, and they're scared. And they're scared they because they realize we truly don't need. Them. If we, we can work and raise kids and be smart. We and control our emotions and 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 they be can stable, be stable. make money be the breadwinners of our household and that's not us talking as like bitter lonely women that is literally the truth women do not need men to survive and to that that's the thing some of we want men or we want a we healthy want relationship healthy we but, but we have you know, had to do it with we don't need it because we have we've had to do it without them and know what's so powerful when you don't need something you just do it and you get it done yourself and then and then you thrive so to that, play with your fucking little scientist shit. No, but that's really, they're really afraid of the power of woman. And that's just showing me like, we're rising. We're rising. We really are. I know like friendship breakups are real and like women and pettiness and even like, listen, we're not all gonna like each other, but mm-hmm. we can like love and respect each other and not support each other's choices and values. But they're seeing us come to, they you know what you power. just you just put a light bulb in my head because you know how white people don't give a fuck about white people but what they still always protect is a white person to have power white person a white person i don't give a fuck about you your choices but if you're white i'm still gonna protect you because you're white if women could be like that it doesn't matter if we're petty doesn't matter what if i know that i'm oppressed as a woman and you're oppressed and i believe you because you're a woman if we could just do that and, you know. and not it's not oppression it's literally because we are so oppressed that it matters to come up. Yeah. If we would just look at the next woman and be like, I don't like your shoes. I don't like how you do things. I don't like your car. I don't like what you're rocking with, but you're a woman, so I'm going to protect you. And if that man tries some shit, I got you. If we could do that unity, 
if black people could do that shit to black person, do you know how we could rise? Um, but the last thing I'm going to say on this is my mom, me and her were talking. I don't know if I said this on an episode, but we were talking about the saying goes behind every powerful man is a, is a strong woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but I think behind every strong man is a powerful woman. Something mm-hmm. like that. Have you ever heard that? I've saying? heard it. Yes. You never hear that in reverse. And it's always the fact that behind every strong man is a, is a powerful woman because they're doing the work behind an Obama. There's a Michelle because they're the one building you up in reverse. You don't see no powerful women because the man built her up. That never fucking happens. Oh my God. It I mean, is because of her that she, he is. That is why the saying goes like that. Oh my. And it's free. Yes. And it's because of our, just our grit and our worth and just purely from fucking out of the womb to whatever age you, what you've had to do to get to where you are. We nurture. We grow. We literally develop these men and be mamas. Like, speak. Uh, yeah. And I just think it's a lot of it. And that's so funny. When when something is afraid and scared, they're going to reach. They're going to reach for every. Okay, two mice, two men. They're scared. America is scared. scared. Let them stay cared power. because we're coming. We're, we're coming. coming together. Which and I know there's ops. There's ops in every field, in every system. There's white supremacy. There's all of it. But. I believe in us way more and I believe in our light way more. So fuck them. Same. It's fear. Same. Cheers to that. Cheers. This was so fun. I think we do. Let me see. Do we have one more? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, We can, we can skip it. I guess. Did you hear about Tiger Woods ex-girlfriend suing him for 30 million? Okay. Let's talk about it. We can cover it real, real quick. Real quick. Okay, okay. <laughs> Tiger Woods' ex-girlfriend sues him for $30 million after thirty million after he kicks her out of their house because apparently he promised her all these plans and blah, blah, and she's like, no, you got me fucked up. What are your thoughts on this? I have so many thoughts. Are they married? No. Okay, but she's been like the girlfriend for years. Like That doesn't mean anything. Five years or something. Please. Um, I don't know. One... Tyga is a light skin, so there's that. Mm-hmm. Second, look at his past and his history. Um, listen, I don't know. My thoughts are these men that have money and have access and their wealth, look, they discard women. Mm-hmm. They discard women, and that's simply it. And uh, I feel like as women, then we we want to want and hope, and just simply because it's our nature. We so believe we can change people and we can't. And it's like a lesson you have to keep. You're going to learn it, repeat it until you learn it, that you can't change, especially when it's the woman to man. Like that type of. I love um, that you said that. Power structure. Yeah. That that structure. Mm Because it's a power structure. It's a dynamic. It it ebbs and it flows. It really is some yin yang shit. Mm -hmm. And men to that degree, they really discard women. Um, If nothing's in writing, girl. Just pack your bat to collect your chips. Collect the chips. Try to leave leave what you can. It's it's a wrap. Um, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. But it's 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 sad though too because it's woman to woman and these men discard women regardless. That's why I was like, is it married? Is it? Oh, boo! You got no paperwork. 
you don't meet in the trash next one. And it's sad, but they discard us. I love that you said that because you're like, pack your things, move on because you're a black woman. I feel like because she was, she is a white woman. This is very much a white woman thing because this happens all the time. Everyone says uh, Mariah Carey is a black woman, but she is white passing. The fact that she sued her ex for wasting her time, white women feel entitled to things. So the fact that she on, there is no black woman who would have left a, a marriage or a, or a relationship with a man who has all this money and thought, well, I'm a sue if I was a girlfriend and he made these plans. You're just like, bitch, it, it, men do crazy shit. As a white woman, and I think she honestly may win because I know a white woman who was with a black dude and this is real, very uh-huh. regular, regular people. And she, they were just girlfriend and boyfriend. Mm-hmm. They were supposed to be together. He, They moved in together and he ended up being anxious. She took him to to um, court and got a $2,000 lump sum and a monthly support of $500 and just regular girlfriend and boyfriend. I believe that. That is, that's white woman shit because no black woman thinks that we can leave a relationship and get done dirty and think we're going to get 30 million from it. And she, like I'm saying, she may, she might absolutely But knowing me, I'd be like, nigga, fuck you and just move on. But that is white audacity. That really is to think that you should get 30 million because you got your heart broken. And I mean, more power to it because fuck him. Fuck how he does women. I but know, it, sis. But it's why people should to me And that's the why the that he's not married because he, he knows. Well, and he knows how he's going to treat my Angelo. He's white girls. When someone shows you who they are, believe them. Because, bitch, if you saw how he did his ex-wife, that's the thing. I never think I'm special. Pussy real good. But I ain't better than the next woman to think if you did her like that. If you think you, if you do your mama like that, I'm going to somehow no. clutch it on your dick and be different. No. No. Uh, it's not going to happen. You're going to do me exactly the same. So I love that you said that because you're like, girl, just get your things and go. Bye. Goodbye. We ain't married, so promises. I'm sick and tired of the broken promise. Promise. Get okay. <laughs> Player, please. So it's play a please. It's a wrap. Um, thank you so much, Bree, for being here for me. I'm so excited. This was really fun. Is, really we'll do was. this again. We I shall. love your show. I love the nuts. This was really thank you. I like the nuts. The nuts, the nuts are fun. And thank you for having me. Um, I love you, and I love talking with you. And just to black women and to friendship. Cause I think we both are coming from a place of just failed friendship failed and friendship, friendship healing, breakups and failed relationships, failed yes. relationships and all of it. Listeners, it is hard to open your heart back up in all of it. It's so hard, but I think you just have to be trusting. And I was so trusting. Cause like, I was like, I like this girl. And Same. I was like, I feel like, so let's just see. And look at it so i'm, I'm not just, second guessing it i'm rolling with it i love your friendship i love being around you listening to you i feel very much like being with myself like yeah the openness the liberation um cheers to our new friendship for real for real ah! all right y'all i'm gonna come back with my black sheep of the week All right, I'm back, and I'm here to bring you guys my black sheep of the week. Of the week. We have a two-parter for you guys today, okay? Because we have two amazing black women who were the first of in their right, okay, back in the day and currently at this moment. So my first black sheep of the week is going to go to Deja Woods, a 24-year-old woman from Dalen, Florida, who made history as the first black woman to become a firefighter for the city since it was founded in 1876. 
So like, nigga, almost 200 years and they still, she's the first black woman to join. But it's Florida, so you know. We're never fucking surprised at the deep-rooted racism in the South. But it was amazing. She said that she was thinking about going into the military. So she just knew from a young age that she wanted to serve, fight for her community. And she said that she saw there was no other people that looked like her as firefighters. And so she realized it was her true calling. So shout out to you, Deja, for just making history, being groundbreaking. I really, it really, like, I was watching Abbott. And Ms. Shaminti was the redhead teacher was talking about, you know, they did the whole episode. She wants to be a firefighter. She was pissed because they wouldn't allow women. And it's like, look, this day and age, there was still never. I don't even know if they had women, period, but they had specifically no black women. Um, So just proud of you. OK, and my next black sheep is going. Y'all going to trip out on this one. OK, I just know this is going to be the moment where y'all are like, what? So. In 1977, professional basketball changed forever when a player named Louisa Harris became, you know, what? I wonder if I'm saying it right. Lucia, L-U-S-I-A, Lucia, Lucia Harris became the first and only black woman to ever be drafted in the NBA. Like what? I never even heard about this woman ever. So she played. Uh, so basketball changed forever. She grew up in Mississippi and she began her basketball career as the captain of her high school team and earned MVP because like she got all these these got the MVP three years in a row. And so after graduating, she went on to play for Delta State University. Shout out to Delta State. And finally, she made history by being chosen in the seventh round to play for the New Orleans Jazz, which is now the new the new Utah Jazz. And. Even though she was unable to continue because she got pregnant and they just, you know how when black women get pregnant, they just throw them to the wolves. And it's like, oh, well, your shit's over. Your career's over. But she still briefly got to play in the NBA because she was that motherfucking good. So shout out to both my black sheep of the week. Super proud of y'all. I hope that one day I can become a first black woman of something, which is sad to say, but there's so many lanes that we can fill. Okay, y'all, it is time to dish out these shows. I have been watching everything, okay? <laughs> I don't even know where to start with it begin, but since we just was talking about Miss Shimenti, let's go on over here to the Abbott. I, every time that I watch an episode, I'm like, it can't possibly get better than this. And it's just so, you know, I'm waiting for an episode where it's just like, oh, this is Monday and it's just a, a filler episode. Every single episode is so good. I'm like screaming out loud laughing. And I told Zuri, I'm like, wait, wait till you watch this episode. You're going to scream out loud. And she did. So in this episode, the school is trying to be saved from Draymond's hoe ass. Right. And so huh, they get this idea that they will trick the parents into signing like a petition to keep the school from becoming a charter school. And the thing was, I got my daughter into charter school thinking that, you know, It'll, it's so amazing. It's like I had to do the lottery system to get in. It was all this hoopla. And like now watching this, I'm like, and all the issues that my daughter has at that school. I'm like, it's just fake ass bullshit. Like, I love that her school is black women. The teachers are amazing. But like so many of of the, the issues that come with being a charter school now make sense. But hearing the word charter just makes you think, oh, my God, so much better. So while this show 
is a comedy it touches on such real issues and i know so many teachers say it's so hard for them to even watch because it's triggering um so they decide to come up with the idea to have a festival and it's so dope the way they they pan it and ava kind of comes up with the idea sorta they all kind of come up with it but ava says it's ava fest which means a very abbott's festival or whatever and so the way she like the camera's panning through her talking about everyone like Barbara giving a speech, the macaroni dudes, which is a black ass moment because what kind of everybody argues over if you want your macaroni soupy and like um really creamy or if you want it dry. Like that is a real black issue. The show is so black. And just Jacob, Mr. Mizzy trying to get Jacob to be dunked. He's like, she's like, you hate you. People hate you. Use it to your advantage. It's just it's really, really great. So. There go uh, Ava decides to lie and say that Jasmine Sullivan is going to perform. And w- at first I was like, oh, shit, they gonna have Jasmine Sullivan on this episode. I should have known better because Ava is a scammer. And so they just they have this festival. It's kind of like a carnival, but indoors It's really, really cool. Jasmine Sullivan does not show up. And so. Janine has this great idea that maybe we should call her ex. Tariq because you know he is a little local dope rapper or a school rapper and so Gregory's like nah we ain't going for it. you know how you know how I feel about you girl I ain't playing them games I don't need to bring your ex around but Gregory does the grown man thing and uh, and causing Tariq as the backup because he knew Ava may come up with her bullshit and I'm like okay growth because what that told me was he cares enough about this school to put his feelings aside to make sure that like this like that they save the school which is more important than his ego and a man that can put down his ego for it for the, the greater good okay that's a real man we love to see it so uh Tariq shows up he is funny as fuck his raps are hilarious I, it's it's hard to hate this fool because he is just so personable in the most unhealthy of ways. He has weaponized incompetency, but it's like, it's so good to watch. It's just so, I can't help but love it. So they enjoying it. Everyone's blah, blah. Everyone's there. Everybody showed up. Oh my God. Side note, because Gregory's ex showed up and already had a new nigga and already had a new nigga who bought her the bag that she had deserved. Okay. Because she's a bad bitch. And the way she just tells him, we're, we've been done. Okay. It's a wrap. It's a wrap for your babe. But anyways, it's a wrap. And she's like, you'll find someone more your speed. Okay. And he, you know what? The foreshadowing, because you motherfucking right, he will. And did. And does. And ugh, anyways, the things, the things. So fast forward to where we at. Tariq is on stage performing and all of the, you know, the parents are with the shits. Everyone's having a good time. Draymond comes on stage. He decides to show up. And this man is the epitome of like <sighs> arrogance with like delusion. Like how men be like delusional with their arrogance. And a lot of times it works because delusional arrogance is the reason why a lot of men or are bosses because just pretending you know shit and you having a penis is good enough for, for you to be promoted all the way to CEO, even if you don't know what you're fucking doing. A dick, arrogance, and delusion will get you there. Honestly, that's how the world works, the patriarch. So this fool comes on stage trying to explain to everyone why they, they should change the school into this car- 
charter school. And even though the parents seem to be uninterested and busy, these parents love their children. So he didn't he didn't bet on the fact that not only would they care about their their student their children enough to know better, but they could spot a fool. Like Mr. Shimichi said, they could spot uh, a fraud. Okay. With your nut ass too. So they went off on him, told him about himself, like, and got him off the stage, booed him off the stage like it was motherfucking Apollo, y'all. It was so good. And just seeing Barbara just, you know, have faith in, in everyone and her kids and think that they may grow to be good people. And she's like, but some of them just grow up to be jackasses and ain't nothing we could do about it. And so it was just, I loved it because I had anxiety. Like, what's going to happen to this school? Will we get rid of certain people, bring new people in? I was just like, no, I love this cast. So for now, we're safe. Draymond was in his delusion. He was like, oh, I brought the community together. Nigga, bye. Um, so Abbott was really, really good. I loved watching Jacob get dunked. And, and it was just funny as fuck. So that was Abbott, y'all. I've also been watching Bel Air. Okay, Bel Air, I just can't believe that it stays consistently as good as it is. Like... I so one thing I will say Carlton the actor who plays Carlton said he he's like I, he was on TikTok his real self and he was like I just woke up today to all these pe- like millions of people arguing over whether I'm attractive or ugly or not and he's like I'm just trying to live my life be an actor and I'm you know it could you could tell it hurt his feelings and what I will say is first of all that boy is so damn cute he he has very strong features. And I think the only reason that make, makes people like, you know, because Biggie was fine to some people. Jay-Z is fine to some people. So what really it is, is his voice. I've realized it's his voice. It's the fact that he's so damn whitewashed. If he had swag, I'd like, and was and his character wasn't meant to be so corny. Carlson is literally meant to be corny. I'm telling you right now, if he had a, a different voice, was very hood nobody there would be no thought on our mind whether he was attractive or not and that goes to show you like people's opinion like first of all this is an actor can y'all let this young kid live second of all the types of stereotypes we have for men because if you are quote-unquote corny or you light skin or you dress a certain way people will think that you are ugly so it made me and I just it hurt me to see this young dark skin very attractive boy having to have millions of people go in on his looks and and care about something like that when we're just watching the show he's doing a great job i'm like let this man live so anyways this episode was really good i am i'm gonna start off by saying i'm so annoyed with the new girl who's basically playing will to make sure that her uncle can cash out on him the the team he's trying to go play for whatever so because of what happened and what Will stood up for the black teacher, he gets kicked off the team indefinitely, which this is some realistic ass shit. Because even if you are that good, if you were at a white school overshining these white boys, even though he is the reason they got as far as they did, they already at the playoffs or are about to be the playoffs. They don't give a fuck no more. They're like, oh, well, they've been waiting on on a moment where this Negro, quote unquote, who who is not who stepped out of line, who who ain't trying to abide by the rules for them to kick him off. They don't care about his talent. If you are fighting for your people, you causing too much issue. They don't give a fuck. They will put you dead into the ground. Your talent does not matter to these um, racist ass white people. So 
it really pissed me off. And it just makes me think about my brother when he was playing basketball in high school. His coach was so damn racist. And my mama, he would talk to my mom about it. But I didn't know at the time it was racism. I thought he was just horrible to uh, my brother. And his daughter was at the school. Little white girl, little cute white girl was obsessed with my brother. He wouldn't even answer her. But my his coach could not stand him because he was racist as fuck. He would say wild, outrage, outrageous racist misogynistic horrible shit to them and it's just so triggering watch will watching will go through this because this is real ass issues so since will is off the team indefinitely this pushes him to go work for doc's team which is the weird ass coach um who has colored eyes which i already don't trust it when a nigga is light-skinned with the colored eyes i'm like devil the demon very much michael ely i, I don't know if i talked about this before but i'm gonna say it again so anyways that's where we at with him. He's getting closer to this girl that I just irks my soul. You see how like when they have a dark skinned actress like Hillary, you see how she has to have like the perfect slayed out weave, look very classy. And, and you know, she is Hillary. So, I mean, she is the Hillary Banks. So I will give them credit on that. But then you see how they have these light skinned girls. They get to wear like the ghetto hairstyles, the the hoops, the uh, baby hairs, all that. And I'm just like... Y'all couldn't have got a darker girl to play this role. I don't know. It's tr- it's a little annoying to me, but you know, Will's light too, so whatever. That's fine. But over to Carlton because Carlton's anxiety. I love that they gave him anxiety because these kids got anxiety. The world is fucking crumbling. They're having to fight for their their rights to even have clean air and be okay in this world. So there's so much pressure on these kids. And we keep like trying to figure out why these kids are so bad. Social media is so such a big deal. It's like these children are going through really tough things that we were not privy to we lived in our bubbles we did what we were told these kids have so much exposure it's freaking them the fuck out so to watch him go through this i'm laughing because he goes to the bowling alley and this whole ass nigga who on one side i get it they're annoyed with carlton he's very much acting like the house nigga very much like oh it it fell into place that he didn't stand up for them and then got this like award that the black lady was trying to get him to not stand up for for what they believed in just to get this award so it it so happened that he had a panic attack in his cognitive dissonance trying to figure out what was right or what was wrong and ended up not doing it and so they took that as oh you standing for us standing with the school against the kids so he got the award well they heard that he got this award so i can't even remember what this new boy's name is the one who was macking on will's ex or whatever which is also carlton's ex which is yeah anyway which is messy which is cute girl do your thing but anyways they're at the bowling alley and this nigga won't leave him alone and he doesn't want to have to tell everybody in the fucking world what's going on with him so i could see both sides i could see this dude being like you a house nigga bitch you a coon you didn't stand up for us and all of a sudden you getting rewarded and now will's off the team like bitch and we you know, we were standing up for ourselves, but then Carlton actually is going through shit and he doesn't want to have to tell like, oh, I have anxiety. I, oh, I'm quote unquote weak because, you know, men are supposed to always have it together emotionally, which really is just being very aloof and acting like you have no emotions. And so he basically is like starts to spiral and, and this nigga won't leave him alone at the bowling alley. He starts going in and telling everybody, okay, it's because I had a panic attack, blah, blah. Or he, first of all, he beats this nigga's ass. And 
This is the second fight Carlton has got in because you saw him beat, try to fight Will and push Will into the pool. So, you know, Carlton is about that motherfucking life, first of all. Don't don't call him a coon, all right? Because he really, really is about that life. So he beats this nigga ass and then he tells everyone, everyone's recording it. And lo and behold, it does, it has a huge impact. It has an impact on the school. Other kids start speaking about their mental health issues. It's a moment where people are like very supportive of him, him and his journey. Something that he felt he should hide. It was beneficial that he did. You know, he was quote unquote exposed. So I thought that was a ve- everything in this show is powerful. Like it's impactful. It's happening. It's not just corny shit for no reason. And they incorporate it in a very natural way. It's not just like, oh, this happened. Boom, boom, boom. Um, I love it. Let's talk about Hillary, okay? My girl is fine as fuck. My girl and her man are cute as fuck. I was telling my mama I love that Hillary is taller than Jazz because they're just two humans who are together. And like the mama said, you used to date these six foot five flashy ass niggas. And she's like, them niggas suck. So for her to be with this short dude, no one expects her to be with. I love it so much. We have not seen a couple on screen that are just two humans together. We never get to see two dark people together. We definitely don't get to see a woman way as tall as Hillary be with someone as short as Jazz. When I tell you, I know I just talk shit about the casting, but the casting is so on point. It just makes me so happy to see it. Coco joins. Coco joins. Well, Coco joins the cast. Coco Jones is a superstar. Coco Jones is what Chloe Haley, Chloe Haley, Chloe Bailey is, but dark skin because Chloe Bailey, you know, she assigned to Beyonce, but like how she gets to be a superstar or Ice Spice. Uh, Coco Jones is what Ice Spice should be because Coco Jones is so talented. She has so many hits. Specifically, her being dark skin is the only reason she is not as big as someone like Ice Spice who blew up overnight. That woman's music is so good. That woman's acting is so good. She's phenomenal. She's a powerhouse. And yeah, seeing her in jazz was so great. She He was hesitant to let her meet his family. And I was wondering like, what's going on? Are they poor? I should have known better because his place is decked out. His car is decked out. So they they end up being Muslim. So first of all, she comes to dinner dressed too cute. She's got her head wrap on, everything. You know, when she came, she didn't come to play, okay? Our girl came to slay, and she overdoes it. Like, I was so excited for her. I'm like, oh, my God, you're in. The family's going to love you. But she just could not stop. It's very much like white people met black people for the first time. And it's like, oh, black, black, black. And you're black. And Martin Luther King and Kobe and Obama. And like, she could not stop dropping Muslim facts. It was like, and it's, it was cringy to watch, but we've all been there. Like when I meet someone, like when I first came to New York and I got to be around, exposed to so many different people, trans, disabled, and you like overly do it or like they're, um, just like an immigrant you overly do it or you don't know what to say or you're like trying to be a super ally it's like just calm the fuck down and treat them like a human being like you look ignorant right now bitch chill the fuck out so yeah i'm excited to see where bel-air goes from here excited oh no what's going on the kids okay i'm back motherhood never stops but the crying did so we'll go on that as a win okay yeah, so who else do we have? Ashley. Ashley is on her journey. She's trying to give up 
her passions. Will Will is a really good cousin. Will goes around and kind of just checks on everyone. Kind of, he's kind of the glue that keeps the family together. He came today, little uppity classes has black family, and was like, "Y'all need some real nigga shit going on." And everybody has grown. Okay, just him being around. I love that for them. I love the mom and the dad's relationship. I don't know what's going on with Jeffrey with his very suspicious behavior side eye bombastic side eye we love you jeffrey get it together but i love the mom and what's the damn daddy name uncle phil is it still uncle phil we love the mama and uncle phil's relationship i really love how he got mad at her not why i wasn't happy that he got mad at her but he got mad at her because she quote unquote went behind his back and called doc and doc you know was being messy was like your wife understands so i get it being a man and hearing someone say that your wife came to them it pissed him off but when he charged her up and was basically like you went behind my back i made this decision she's like first of all nigga who the fuck is you this is a partnership we equal the way you can make decisions i can too this is our nephew and he deserves to make his own decisions so i love that i love that she stood strong on it let his ass be mad and he came back and told her I'm sorry. You're right. Like, um, you, you, I don't see you as less than me. We are a partnership. He put his ego to the side. You know, we love that. We love to see it. So I love their relationship. I love that he leaned on her. She rubbed his little bald head. I'm like, you know what? I ain't straight, but I will, I will stand for the straight love. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's, I just, I love it. This is really black excellence on this show all the way around. Yeah, so that's where we at with the Carltons, the Carltons, the, what the fuck? What is their name? Well, okay, anyways, that's where we at with Bel Air. So, oh, the Banks, the Banks and Will Smith. Okay, let's talk about Snowfall, you guys. Let's talk about fucking Snowfall. So, I'm not gonna go too deep into details because I don't remember everything. <laughs> I'm being honest. I've been covering so many shows. But I do remember Big D getting his ass whooped, going to Jerome and Jerome being like, and eh, nigga. But it he came to Jerome. I feel like Jerome may die. I'm trying to predict who may die next. And it's going to be Big D or Jerome. And he got in Jerome's head because he basically was like, you know, Jerome's like, we a dying breed. We the loyal ones. And Big D was like, nah, that's you. I ain't with that shit. So I'm gonna do whatever it takes to stay on top, which lets me know he about to do some very sneak ass whole shit to Leon. And we've been saying it. Can Leon and Wanda just run? There is nothing here for y'all. There's no saving these. I, I don't know. I'd be in cognitive dissonance about this because I don't like when people just take off, especially because Leon made a lot of these problems. He helped build this empire that was at that detriment it was detrimental to the hood like we basically fed our people the worst and made all these people be you know we made millions off of these people's demise and he saw it firsthand with his woman so I think he feels obligated to be there and fix things but it's turning him right back into that savage ass nigga he gotta be to be able to keep the power to help to make change and like the the homies told him like nigga you fucking confused we don't know if you want to be here you left with a hoe she came back a housewife and it's just like 
it's so much going on. We don't know if we can trust you. We don't know if you really about this life or what you going to do. Move to move because you took off on us. Niggas want to eat. They don't give a fuck about loyalty. They just want to eat. People just want to survive in this hood. The war on drugs is happening. The government's after them. Cops after them. They after each other. Nigga, we trying to survive. So <sighs> I don't know what Big D is going to do. It feels weird, but. He went to Jerome, wanted his help. Jerome, like, I ain't getting in the middle of that shit, which is crazy because Big D got in the middle of his shit. This is why his motherfucking ass should have stayed out of the war. He helped create this war with Jerome, Louis, and Franklin because he should have stayed his ass fucking out of it. If you was going to buy from Franklin, you should have sat your ass there and stayed out of it because guess what? Now when it's you against Leon, Jerome's like nine with the shits. So he then got in Jerome's head and basically said, we a dying breed. Jerome is spiraling. He is hitting the bottom he told louis i'm going out i don't care about taking no uh bodyguards with me no protection no security i'm drinking a beer y'all i'm on my my mandelo shit even though i just said i was gonna stop drinking but whatever it's been a day so he is he goes out he goes to to meet up goes to a car shop to go link up with someone that he used to be be with back in the day so now this dude is out. He finally got away. You can tell Jerome's a little angry about it because he's like, you got out. You did the right thing. Not angry, but like a little jealous. Like, I wanted this for my life. And his friend didn't really want him around because, nigga, you hot. You bring in, you could bring potentially like a war field here. Like my people, we've been out of this game. Like, I thank you for helping me, putting me on. But now I'm out of this. Like, I want to be OK. I want to go home to my kids. Like, I got a family to think about. Which Jerome was pissed off. He gave him some money. He dipped off because there was people chasing him. He was about to act a fucking fool. And you just see Jerome walk out and you can just see like he is really a shell. All he has is the one thing he thought saved him, but it, which is Louis. That's all he has. So he doesn't have his family no more. It's war. His own niggas out to get him. I mean, his own family, his own blood is out to get him. The other nigga out to get him is just like, they just keep it's just shit on top of shit because he went after Kane's people or Kane and had no idea what Franklin was there and you could tell it got to him a little bit that like Franklin shot his way out and they still alive it's just like you know how you really mad at somebody like I just told you I had a friendship breakup and you mad because they did you dirty or they act in a certain way or but you love that person. It's like, I still want the best for you. Hate that this happened. But do I want you dead? Do I want the worst things to happen? You know. But when you're on the defense or somebody's doing certain things to you, what else can you really do? But just, I don't know. Because in a situation, Louis is, has a hand in this shit being horrible. And she don't seem to be too bothered by it. She just kind of like, gotta do what we gotta do. Franklin done. We at the top. And it's just kind of like not worth it to him. He's just like really just going down he going down he really really going down y'all so franklin on the other hand they kidnapped they did this smooth ass plot and i knew from the beginning when i first seen him on screen that this was teddy's daddy so they kidnapped this white man basically his fiance her mama go into this old people home like a uh, what is it called retirement home not kidnap the daddy, but convince him to escape with her because the mama fine and they made her look older. They escape together. They go off and they like drink together. They was having like a whole romantic little old old people couple moment. It was really kind of cute. The storyline I was following, you know, when they show Teddy 
or they show Gustavo. I'm just kind of like, all right, whatever at this point, because I used to love Gustavo. Their story just be getting like just boring, just story filler bullshit. I could care less about them, honestly, at this point. I used to love Gustavo, but oh, well, who cares? Um, But this storyline with his fiance and the mama, it's really fucking interesting. So they spend this whole day with this man. They need him as collateral because Teddy better give us this fucking money. And when Franklin calls Teddy at the end of the episode to tell him I got your daddy, he could tell 100% it affected him. And he's like, oh, I don't care about him. And he's like, okay. And he's like, tell him that. So his daddy, he hurt the daddy. The daddy is screaming, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, okay, well, wait, I can, he's like, I can get your money yet because blah, blah. And he's like, wrong answer. So Franklin goes, kills the daddy. And I just felt like you could have waited. You could see how he was panicking, freaking out. I felt like if he had used the daddy as collateral, he could have got it. But, you know, men don't act irrational. I mean, they don't act rationally. They literally are just, when they're angry, they are so emotional and just lash out get violent can literally kill someone all of that and to me i'm just like he's like i'll go after your whole family but it's like nigga i'm gonna go after your whole family now i'm gonna kill your mama because you killed my daddy and i still don't think his daddy franklin daddy is dead alton if we don't see no body that nigga is collateral at this point so i thought it was premature and i thought he could have waited to kill him and i was just kind of annoyed but talking to other men they're like he was tired he done with the games i feel like when franklin does savage shit other men are like yeah do whatever kill them all but then if it's like louis doing cutthroat shit it's like that bitch should have stayed in her place so i don't know niggas need to start thinking but i do see his fiance's mama is getting his head and getting in her head because Franklin is a loose cannon. I feel like even if he gets the money, he will never be a whole person. He didn't went through so much trauma. This nigga is tripping. And someone that's dangerous and can snap like that will eventually turn on you. In real life, no men who could do all that irrational shit, murder and all that, will just be sane and never do something to you. Him and Teddy are dangerous ass people, including Louie. So I kind of just feel like, girl, run. At this point, take that baby and go. Also, side note, if Leon had been gone for such a long time, we don't know how long, but he was gone so long, all this shit happened. Why is this bitch still pregnant? Why is Franklin's fiance still not had this baby? How long is going? She's been pregnant for seasons. What's going on? How? She still don't look that big. And and I've been saying it. They ain't gonna let her have that baby. She gonna die. She's going to be collateral damage. I'm telling you right now. Okay. The last show I'm going to cover because it is just my white guilty pleasure. I have been watching Vanderpump Rules, right? So I just want to talk about the fact that Raquel is in a pickle, right? So I know on this show, everybody fucks everyone's partner. They do some messy shit. Everybody is a mistress. Everybody is. All the men are trash. Everything like that. Watching Raquel's story, I was so ready to be mad at this girl because I love Katie. And I cannot stand Lala. That's the thing. Katie always has the worst friends. Katie is never on the right side. Katie has good ideas. Katie is like, 
I think, a very real person. But besides Ariana, I feel like she never has good people around her. Lala showed her ass this episode. Her and her black scent and all of her very appropriative bullshit. Then you see her keep saying every time she see a black man, that's my type. That's my type. It's literally just black men. Like, it don't matter what they look like. She see a black man. She's like, that's what I'm into. That's me. That's me. That's me. It's like, girl. Okay. Okay. So Katie and her, Lala makes everything about herself. She's so full of herself. She can't believe she got humbled. And her rich nigga did her the way that all rich dudes do when their girl gets at least 30. Shout out to uh, Leonardo DiCaprio because, yes, that part. And Katie is rightfully mad at Raquel, but still giving her grace because she's like, Raquel is just being dingy. Wants to make out with my current husband. Yes, they're separated. About to go through divorce, but they're still married. I feel like there is something so real and vulnerable about Raquel. Along with which Charlie, I don't know why Charlie isn't more on this show charlie needs to replace some of these hoes because charlie is is tv gold she always tells the truth she always keeps it real she's living her life she's unapologetic about it so they go on this girl's trip raquel goes with all these mean girls everyone's supposed to be having drunk having a good time while katie is going through a divorce uh raquel is also going through a nasty breakup of five years with an abusive ass man emotional and i dare i say was probably physical, allegedly, but probably, honestly, because apparently there was one time he kissed her so hard he broke her nose. Hmm, doesn't sound plausible to me. So they go on this girl's trip. They're already talking shit because Raquel tries to make out with Tom. This has Katie pissed because she's like, bitch, I already told you that would make me feel some type of way. What are you doing? But I want to hone in on the fact that as women... We have all been pick-me's at a certain time. We have all looked for male validation. We were going through some shit, dealing with some trauma. I know I've done it. It may not have been in a way of fucking somebody's that somebody I likes, um, somebody, somebody I it may not have been one of my friends' boyfriends, because I did do some whole ass shit in eighth grade. My first boyfriend, like real boyfriend was my friend's boyfriend. And all of a sudden she went off to like this detention center and I started dating her boyfriend. I had never had a boyfriend like that. I was ugly to everyone. I was dark, ugly, all, you name it. So one guy liking me, I was like, oh my God, she's gone. She went to another school. And this was eighth fucking grade. I learned my lesson. Um, She forgave me. So let's not act like we could never do this. Yes, I was young, but I fucked someone's boyfriend before. I fucked a whole ass married nigga just, to, just because whatever like back in the day let's not all pretend like we haven't done some whole ass shit yeah these people weren't my friends but it's like if i'm being very real and i don't care who judges me for this because we have all done some dumb ass shit for a guy's approval or just to feel good may not even been because when i fucked this married dude who was my ex and literally dropped 300 on me just so i could do it just so he could go down on me and then it turned into some sex i didn't give a fuck because his girlfriend was talking shit about me because i was dark-skinned he left me because she was mixed so honestly you could judge me or every single woman who has ever slept with a man who was married or slept with a man who had a boyfriend or kissed a man who was supposed to be divorced but like at the end of the day if you are a woman if i meet a woman and i have a boyfriend 
And it's usually a boyfriend. So I have a girlfriend. It's never really always the same. But because cis straight relationships are following the patriarch, right? So if I have a boyfriend or a husband and I found out you're someone, because they did this to, to Sheena in the first season. Stasi was like, you dated... um." Brandy Glanville's husband while she was married and Lala is supposedly a mistress, which see everyone's fucking doing the same thing, but y'all mad at the young girls, right? So if you're someone who is married or has a boyfriend and you meet a girl who has previously slept with a, a married person, didn't know the girl, but slept with a married man or slept with someone who had a, a girlfriend. My thing is, I'm not going to be like, well, I don't want her around. I don't, I don't think she, I'm feel like she's going to sleep with my man that I don't trust my man. Okay, yo nigga the problem. And at the end of the day, Tom Sandoval's the problem. Tom, what's the other Tom name? Tom Schwartz is the issue. Like these men, James is the issue. Uh Jax was the, the issue, clearly. David uh Brandy Glanville's husband was the issue. Like, these are the real fucking issues. There is no nigga I could ever sleep with who has a partner that I'm supposed to have more. And yeah, girl code, right? If we real feminists and we feel like we supposed to uphold girl code and not do some shit like that. Yeah, I was wrong. Especially if, you know, marriage is so holy and blah, blah. And I was being a petty ass bitch just because these people had made me feel so low about myself in a time where I was really going through something and feeling insecure and felt less than due to colorism and all the bullshit I was going through in college. It's like... And even if even if that was like 10 years ago, even if this happened now, you can blame all the women in the world. But until we most everyone on this show continues to excuse male behavior while demonizing every woman when they all have done it. Sheena's done it. Stasi did it. Katie probably is the only one who hasn't done it, but she has blamed women and gone after women and did some hoa shit. Lala's done it. Ariana did it like. Girl, you sat up there and blatantly lied in, in Kristen's face about not being with, Jan, uh, what's his nigga name? Not being with Tom Sandoval. So all of the women have done it, but they're so mad at Raquel. And I just appreciate Raquel's vulnerability because at the end of the day, she was just, she had a panic attack. She's just being so honest. Like I'm lost. I'm seeking validation through male attention. I'm doing all the wrong things. I don't know who I am. I'm very lost. And every single woman can relate to that. Every single one. You can say you're above the next woman because you ain't slept with somebody's boyfriend. Yada, yada, yada. And okay, girl, feel good about that. But it's really these men and the patriarch. That's really the fucking issue. Toxic masculinity and the fact that we still think Tom Schwartz is such a good guy. The fact that Sheena is really cutting for this nigga after his divorce like he wasn't the issue in the relationship and admitted it. Yeah, he's says very nice words and, and covers his ass, but he has really truly been the issue. Um, uh, Yeah, I just love how vulnerable Raquel is. And I ain't saying she ain't got fault. I ain't saying I didn't have fault in the shit that I did when I did the shit. Like... I'm just saying every woman goes through these situations where we do seek male attention and validation because we have been programmed to. You can't act like you're not. I mean, you ain't you better than the next woman because all it takes is a nigga to destroy you, you to go through a really bad breakup or be just like completely degraded, immoralized, emotionally abused to the point where you feel like nothing to make a bad decision with the next man. I'm just being real about it. So Vanderpump Rules for once had some pretty crazy life lessons and i think sheena ended up beating raquel's ass or pushing her into a wall and giving her stitches so girl raquel you gotta make better decisions baby 
<laughs> we all do, right? Okay, that's what I've been watching. Where are we at? Where are we at? Oh, my micro of the week. Okay. Wait, is that all my shows? I feel like I watched the mid. I don't even want to. Yes, we done. Shit. This episode is so fucking long. I know y'all y'all appreciate my long episodes. Let me stop. But I've been drinking and I'm tired and these kids won't stop screaming about whatever. So my micro of the week is going to go to this clip I saw of a white ass show called The Bachelor. So I have never watched this show. Listen, the only thing I really know about this show is that our girl Rachel Lindsay was on it, who I knew outside of Bachelor being like the black bachelorette. And then realized she was on that show and had a whole white man that I didn't even know about. But side beside being on that show, she's just a phenomenal fucking woman. So I had no idea. So now I've heard of The Bachelor, but it was so white. And I heard that all the black women went home early. So I knew it had a lot of racism. Also knew it uh, upheld heteronormativity, which I ain't never about to watch. Because that means the men are going to always be trash and the women are going to be fighting over an ancient dude for TV time. And... That's like worse than housewives to me because at the end of the day, okay, whatever, whatever. So I wanted to play this clip because I thought it was extremely powerful, especially on a show like this when they said racism is never actually, you know, addressed. So let's hear it. Let's see if we can find it. Okay, here we go. Mercedes, Kylie, Charity over there, my girl Allie over there. Black. Every day we deal with the stereotype of being aggressive people and we deal with these very harsh microaggressions, which for anybody that doesn't know are extremely subtle, very everyday interactions and behaviors that communicate bias towards historically marginalized groups of people. And it is insane the fact that you would, knowing Kylie, use that and try to propel that stereotype. You could have let that go. Mm -hmm. And instead you went around to the whole group date and made it a thing that it wasn't. Okay, so basically in that clip, this girl did a great job explaining microaggression for all of y'all who don't know. And it's happened to me a million times in my life. It happens so often. It makes you think that you actually are aggressive or loud or doing all these things that people just put on you because they know that they can. And it's never just people think that it's like subtle. Like she said, it's subtle because it feels subtle. It's hard to try to explain why what they did was wrong or really get them in trouble for it because it's just like this secret unspoken rule that they can just say it and and being white you're seen as innocent and being black you're seen as bad so it's automatically like people are going to believe whatever they say and they're worried about some shit so what was happening in this clip was this beautiful woman Genevieve was doing a great job of calling out this girl Anastasia because the girl on the stage was spending time with the white man, the bachelor, and then this black girl, Kylie. And I don't know how even black these girls are. They look like Darker than Meghan Markle, but definitely maybe like a Beyonce kind of color, right? So already light enough that this is crazy that microaggressions affect them. Imagine how they affect dark women. So the girl, Kylie, goes up and she, he's like, she's like, I want to spend time because apparently when they go on these dates, you can like butt in and say, I want to spend time with this the dude now. So... The girl, the white girl, Anastasia, 
gets up. She's pissed that this black girl had the nerves come over here and try to steal her time, which everyone does it. But of course, when you're black and you do it to a white girl, they're like, how dare you? Because I'm above you. Essentially, that's what it is. These unspoken rules that they really feel entitled to. She goes and decides to tell people that the girl was trying to fight her because she stood up and tried to get in between them. But she was just standing there. So that's a huge microaggression. You said that she was looking to physically fight you because she stood there and asked for time and wasn't going to leave. That's what we're talking about, because no one would see a white girl doing that and be able to say these things. That is a huge microaggression. And I thought it was a really big deal that this show, which is known for being racist, getting rid of the black women, never openly talking about the microaggressions, the horrific stuff. They just been able to get away with it, had a moment where this woman said it because Everybody is waking up and Twitter was giving this girl the business. So they gave her the floor to talk about it. So I thought that was a pretty dope micro week. And I, I definitely thought she explained that. So like eloqu- eloquently, um, okay. What a mouthful. What a great episode. It's time for our party favors. Okay. My party favorite this week is to take a reset. I'm giving every single person permission right now to take a reset. If you have spent the last couple weeks, months on yourself, trying to be productive, not taking a rest because you were just so hell bent on furthering your career or in school or these kids got you going crazy, take a reset. Because right now, my reset is looking like not going out for a second not having sex for a second, which (laughs) after my wild ass weekend, which I can't wait to tell you guys about on the next weekend, I definitely got to take a break because I was supposed to be on a sex sabbatical, went out, drank a little bit and went home with a couple y'all, a whole ass fine ass couple. And it told me I really needed to take a reset. I'm drinking on fucking, I'm not smoking anymore. I think that It doesn't mean that these things are bad. It just means that these things aren't working for my mental health. It's not working for my journey, my healing, wanting to be focused, wanting to get the things that I deserve. Take a reset. I saw City Girls. JT was telling Young Miami she didn't want to go out because she's like, I need a reset. Like, I'm quick to do that. And I fuck with that because they always want to call her the lazy one, the one who ain't trying to get her back. But you can always have more money. If at a certain point, if I got enough money and I'm cared for, what's wrong with protecting my mental health? What's wrong with not chasing? Like I have FOMO all the time. I'm like, if I don't go out, then what's going to happen? Okay. But sometimes I got FOMO of my bed. Like I go out and then I wish I had stayed in my bed. So I'm just giving everybody permission. If you too afraid to do it for yourself, do it. Cause I told y'all ass to, okay. Take a reset, be a city girl. Okay a JT city girl at this moment and just take some time to ask yourself what you really need at this moment. If you don't know what to do, well, what, what have you been doing? That's not working. Like what could we change and just try it because we are in this weird ass state in the world where everything is like fucked up. Everything's just haywire. Everything's spinning and going. We're on a fucking floating rock in the middle of space just get grounded and listen to what you need and listen to your body because that's what I'm having to do right now. I'm going to go fucking crazy. All right, go to therapy, masturbate. Bye, niggas.